are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the third anniversary of the Cultaholic oh. Weekly Podcast. Ross said no. Is that a no, happy I'm, yay I'm, or I'm, I'm, no? going to, I'm going, mm. I couldn't tell if that was a yay mm. or a Matthew's messed up the intro again. He's got it wrong. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. It's, it's one of those mams. E, can you believe it's been this long, lads? E, it's one of those ones. I cannot, I cannot believe it. And yes, th- three years since Mr. Pacitti put us all in the room, uh, was was bent over the camera like Stanley Kubrick in The Shining, going, "All right, get get closer together. Look like not, you fr- look like you're friendly." Not only that, Matthew, but he was the one with the the dynamic, very much 1994, zooming in and out. Whoa, look at these yeah. tracking shots. Whoa, we're so dynamic and cool and on the edge of technology, the cutting edge of technology. Absolutely, and speaking of cutting, it was uh, three years since the day he went, uh, cut, no, Matthew, you can't say that. No, all right, then 10 minutes later, <laughs> no, Matthew, you can't say that either. This is a nice, family-friendly podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't understand. And I still don't, because you are listening or watching to the dulcet tones of Mr. Matthew wearing the It's Yourself shirt that he did three years ago. Oh! So hasn't, been, hasn't been washed since. Are you, is that joined as always. Oh, that's don't very clever, Matthew. That's very good. It's, uh, joined as always by the man who puts the professional into professional wrestling, Mr. Ross Twiddell, <laughs> and the man who puts the Twitch into Twitch himself, Jack the Jobber. <laughs> how are you, Jeez. Ross, and how is your kitchen? Uh, the kitchen's lovely. It's still clean. Uh, thankfully, the, the clothes that I was wearing three years ago don't fit anymore because they'd be like a tent. So that's nice. Um, but I, I kind of complain just a bit bored during these lockdown times, but that's to be expected. How is everyone else? I'm not too bad. I am wearing a Wham t-shirt a month too late, some might say, but, you know, Wham is for life, not just for Christmas. And same as Ross, just just quite bored, really. But Matthew, how are you? I'm happy and motivated because my sleep schedule is, as we say, Pachiti-esque, because I've been staying up to watch Oof. all the wrestling that's happened on TV, live with my friends in a little Discord, and watching all the American stuff, the American adverts. So it's, that's been nice. That's it's good. been a bugger about me health and diet because all American adverts are 
here's a burger, here's a burger, here's some ice cream. Followed by an advert like, do you suffer from indigestion or diabetes? Here's a burger, here's a burger with cheese on. Can, so. I, can I point out something I've noticed in American adverts, right? There's a lot of American adverts that seem to be where, like, the customer's just a normal person and the, the person representing the brand or the insurance company or whatever has some quirk about them where they're like, oh, I'm Mr. Friggin' Stupid and here's our great rates. And then the customer's like, all right, cool, yeah. I mean, they are good rates, but you're being a bit weird. And then all the employees of this place are just mad and the customers are stood there like, normally just some couple going like, okay. And then it's like, Liberty Mutual or whatever. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, or I like the ones they do them in England as well where it's like, Hi, I'd like a deal, please. And it's the the rival company, and it's like, exciting <laughs> here. It's like a, it's the goblins. No, there are other brands available. It's like you know, a sexy frog. Or <laughs> Come along, and say that's right, frog banking with nice things. We're nice and not bastards like the other rivals. And you're like, <laughs> right. Anyway, and they get put down when you go, and it's not actually a frog. Ah, uh, well, I remember. On, no, Jack. no, I, I remember, I just remember when we were in Orlando, I think it was, and yeah. we were watching just like in between, like going to wrestling and doing interviews and stuff. We were just watching the telly one, one like afternoon in the, in the like hotel thing that we had. And um, I was surprised how good, how well Grand Theft Auto represented American media. Hmm. I thought it was overblown in GTA, but it's actually very accurate. Straight. You're all right. You know what else is accurate? Our wrestling news. It is. Uh, the big news this week is Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, has tested positive for COVID. Along with, according to Ringside News and Observer, a noted superstar from SmackDown and two others. But obviously haven't been disclosed publicly yet. No one our look, though, if you're watching this, by the time this comes out, because it's the Thursday and the Friday, they'll have all been announced by then. So let's take our word for it. Uh, not good, especially after last week, he was hanging around all those vulnerable people known as WWE legends. Mm. Mm. Although apparently, I think I read somewhere that he's a man who have he's men who have potentially got it after Raw last week. So well, hopefully, anyway. But yeah, he just went outside and ordered himself a COVID burger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was weird that they acknowledged it. It was a bit. It was a breath of fresh air, really, because WWE have been pretending that nothing's wrong and that it doesn't exist which is odd. But no, they actually were upfront about it this time, which was a step in the right direction, I thought. Yeah. I like how we'll compliment WWE at this point where it's like, wow, they acknowledge COVID. <laughs> I think, I think COVID. it was it was the actual first time that they acknowledged like one of our superstars has got it and they, they did the right thing where they had their champion just go, right, take it seriously, you dickheads. Mm. <laughs> Stop denying it's real and all that. But like, yeah, just, yeah, well done yeah. all round. By comparison... Chris Jericho admitted on his weekly podcast that he was diagnosed with uh, COVID last September, even though it was asymptomatic. I think I'm saying that right. He didn't have any symptoms, but he tested positive at three times. Uh, Chris Jericho continues to have COVID deniers on his podcast. I thought he had a doctor uh, to balance it out this week because he's a journalist. I heard an interview with him. I think it was a Q&A. And he was like, I'm a journalist, damn it. I've got a journalist degree and I have one side represented one week and then the other side represented the next week. So I think he had a doctor on this week, didn't he? Or something like that to say, here's what's happening with the vaccines. Jeremy's Why would he be having a COVID denier on in the first... Jern, he's it's had a, it. It's a balanced argument, he was saying, Matthew. I'm not defending, I'm just saying what he said on this, this Q&A. I think it was from the Jericho Cruise at the start of last year. 
I was listening to it. He's like, I'm a journalist. I have all all sides represented on my podcast. <laughs> What's that, Silla? He's a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But when was when was when was that when was that Sturgis thing he was on? Oh, uh, I think roughly the same time as. Was it really? Who <laughs> would have thought yeah. it? <laughs> Just saying. WWE announces Kofi Kingston has a broken jaw, so I'll be out for a, a while. Will this mean no Rumble with Kofi? Oh, that would be I the first, the first one yeah. in how long? What is up with this camera? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Although you know, maybe they've run out of ideas anyway. They started to run out of ideas, didn't they? For Kofi's, and now that Morrison's Morrison's there now, That's he right. can do it. Matthew, stop pricking about with your camera now. I'm trying to get it to focus. I'm very oh. sorry. I don't know why it does this. I just it's, point it and it... It's very sexy. <laughs> it's soft. You don't look great focus. like this. <laughs> Let's get Richard. Richard, get some royalty face saxophone on the go now, will you? <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry about it, Matthew. I'm sure it'll write itself. He's back. Oh, he's gone again. He's back. Yay. He's done it. <laughs> if I pulled that face, the entire podcast will be fine. Is there a chance, Matthew, is trying to focus on your blowing calendar in the background there? That... Yeah, that might be the case. Hang on. Come on, come down, Moomin. There you go. See if that helps. Yeah, that was a good shout. That was really good. Ross, you should work for, like, CSI. Thank you. Who says I already don't? Uh. And. <laughs> it hasn't made a difference, has it? <laughs> Is it the dogs? Is it the, they actually look, maybe it's just me. Me near dogs. Just my exciting clothes place in the background. Camera. Wardrobe. <laughs> Yes, people could be looking at thinking a ghost is going to come down. That we'll fix that. We'll fix that during the next day. But T Bar looks all right so far. T Bar turned into T Bag this week on Twitter because he <laughs> accused Sammy Guevara. Bollocks! I'll say that again. T Bar turned into. Wait, do you want to we clap before the start of this bit? I think we should just leave it in. Just leave it in. Why not? Exciting the footage. nuts and bolts of the podcast. Yeah, behind the and it's, it's working as well. Actually, T Bag. Oh, I've messed it up, whatever. Teabag, teabag, teabag. Why do I call him that? Well, because he got dunked, that's why. He took to Twitter this week to say, some little teenage virgin on AW stole my finisher like four years ago after we did a show together. I'd steal something from his moveset, but it's all just King Ricochet moves. Uh, while he didn't mention Guevara by name, he spied Scott replied, someone tell teabag the move actually belongs to Matt uh, Demoreset, the guy he stole it from. Sorry, I probably got that wrong. And I'm just trying to get the move to be seen, since you know he's never on TV. Oh. Also, oh. while you're sitting along doing nothing and catering on Monday, check out the newest vlog. And then did a little plug to his own video. T-Bag responded, Someone tell Panda Kid, I had a singles match on TV last night, Panda and kid. I didn't steal the move from some backyarder. <clears throat> I thought of it. In a professional wrestling ring with Kill Fornova. Try being creative sometimes instead of, oh, I don't know, making jokes about... Eh, Right, so I think, and then a lot of people then came out and ridiculed T Bar for for the idea of stealing moves in a modern wrestling because everyone uses each other's moves in wrestling. It's just what happens. But could he not have? There's only so many wrestling moves. Could they not both have thought of the move? Because it's a go to sleep with the person the other way around. It's not like rocket science. But two, I firmly believe that two people could have independently thought of that move. And it probably exists in a million e-feds. I don't know. Yeah, the funny thing was... Oh, not the funny things here, but uh, Matt Demerset, the backyard guy that somebody was talking about, 
then posted a GIF of him doing it in about 2010 and went, at the end of the day, it's a GTS variation. We all owe right. Kenta for making these streaks cool as hell. So a backyard wrestler from 10 years ago looked more professional <laughs> and modest than uh, T-Bar. Well, that's, I didn't know that he tweeted that, but that's really, I'm glad that he said that. Because that, that's totally, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I imagine that the backyard guy would be like, that's my move. <laughs> I challenge you to a match in me mum's garden this Friday night. <laughs> and then a former AW tag champ, Dax Harwood, also chimed in to defend Guevara saying, stole my finisher. <laughs> this guy is an idiot. He's lucky to be in the business. And then T-Bar wrote back, I could never understand what your problem was with me. I was always oh. polite to you. Complimented your matches. I think you hate my style. So weird. Hope all is well. You usually seem like a nice enough dude. Which isn't really the approach you want when you're going on the attack. Uh, he then wrote, you know what? Everyone is right. This is a dumb argument. I'm going to delete my contributions to it. And uh, also Mace of Retribution tweeted out in that Pokemon missing goal language. Chill. No. So a good night was had by all. Dijakovic has also had Who? heat before, hasn't he? T-Bar has also had heat before with Omega, hasn't he? Yeah, heat. I... Nuclear heat. <clears throat> Thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Omega has that video where he's talking about him and he calls him Donovan Dickhead. But doesn't really go into detail about what happened exactly and I'm very interested. He probably knocked his video games out of his hand and went, nerd or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what, do you think, what do you think of Final Fantasy VI? Oh, I think Final Fantasy VII's better. That's it. You're dead to me, Donovan. <laughs> Kenny Omega's a big fan of Batman and because T-Bar's like Bane, he doesn't like him oh, anymore, yeah. even though that makes no sense because I presume this interview took place before Retribution was even a thing. So shut up, Ross. I'll just sit here in silence. Oh. I liked you joining in there, Ross. That Thank was a you. real effort there. <laughs> Not only do you fix focus on cameras, you can join in the nerd conversations as well. Good lad. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. It's a long-standing lawsuit against Impact Parent Company Anthem Media over the footage for Global Wrestling. Remember that? It's finally our. With the two sides settling, uh, Law 360 reports that the lawsuit was settled between the two parties with a motion filed on Friday that has ended in a record today. Uh, the case has had a host of twists and turns, it says here, over the past two and a half years including the reveal that Anthem had wiped the Amped Master tapes to free up storage space like their old episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> and and then someone quoted at the end, the judge declared a mistrial after Jeff Jarrett busted a guitar over Anthem's lawyer's head and started <laughs> strutting. I believe that's what happened because I think that's all people care about at this moment. Uh, Shaw Woman said that he does not want to be included in the WWE Hall of Fame as a singles wrestler because he's already in as the NWO and DX and that's enough for him. And... He's very happy about the fact that so many people helped him over the years. It wasn't just one person doing it all, which is nice of him. It's nice yeah. to see a wrestler being that uh, conscious about his positioning and wrestling, everything he's done. What a man. And he was good. And he was good. He was good, that x he, he was I was a bit good. I've seen a lot of people going like, well, he wouldn't have got asked anyway as a singles wrestler. And I'm thinking, bollocks. If you think, you always hear the stories of like when WWE hired somebody new, they always put him with X-Pac or one, two, three kid back in the day just to see if they're any good. And if he came backstage and went, oh yeah, he can do it. That's how they, they took things forward. So for that contribution alone, he probably should. So up yours, up yours, the naysayers. And he's got a nice dog. Exactly. Right. Maybe that's it. They'll go, all right, could we put you and your dog in? Like, oh, well, that's two people, sure. When you and Sam went to watch Matthew, you know, do his show with X-Pac in Vegas, <laughs> was X-Pac about afterwards? Did you get to talk to him or not? I think he floated away. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
It was good because we and him took the same thing. So we both know we were both being very quiet at the same time. Because I looked over and he's just there like that. And then I'm there like that. And it was, you know, it's like the two doinks at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> <laughs> X-Pac could have done anything and me and Sam would have missed it because we were just trying to get some water into Matthew's mouth and keep him standing up. Holding it like this. Why is nothing going in my mouth? And then X-Pac, bless him though, he was, you know, the same level as I was, but he had to then sign autographs for people. Oh, <laughs> bless him. Oh. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal and others to appear. At WWE Superstar Spectacle. That's right. They won't let it go. They will conquer India. They, Even though they put the world title on Jinder Mahal and they had to cancel all those shows they had scheduled to do one show where Jinder lost. There's been some very good tweets about this, such as India Rest isn't dead and then a list of names. <laughs> Just look at these great talents that come out. Defend so, India Rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they're going to kill the Indian independent scene to set up basically NXT India. But have you seen, Aiden pointed this out, that in WWE's announcement about this show, it's going to include Jinder and Kavita Devi, other big names of Indian origin, and some, you know, uh, already more established WWE names, but also a pair of great Carly trainees who are seven foot. Oh, great Carly trainees. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. It's like Mega Carly and Super Carly. The next <laughs> yeah. generation of Carly. Yes. Carly oh, Ray Jepsen. Oh. oh my god. Oh, that's the best pun. That's fantastic. Oh. John Carly Ray John, Jepsen. Make the picture. Oh, <laughs> is that, that? Oh, is that, is well, that, is that how it goes? Have I done it right? Yeah. John <laughs> Carly god. Ray Jepsen. That's fantastic, that. Did you just make that up there? Of course I did. Off wow. the cuff all the time, me. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, so, uh, in kind of related news, uh, AFC Zero on Twitter uploaded a photo of him meeting the UK Undertaker, which means there's about two photos now floating around online of the legendary UK Undertaker, who we discussed many times on the podcast, but now it's like sightings of Bigfoot because just there's nothing online about him much. Uh, well, that popped me anyway. And also... Was that a joke? No, uh, the, well, the fact that someone uploaded a picture of the UK Undertaker just, tickled I thought, me. I thought, I, thought it was just an, I thought it was just an observation, so I was like, yeah, he's, he's true, it is rare like Bigfoot. Yeah. That's what I thought. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> no, it, it just it just kind of... I went, go, and it fell over. No, it, it, no, I think you went, go, and it was interesting. Do it again, and then we'll laugh properly this time. The UK Undertaker was on Twitter. <laughs> what? I can't calm down. Oh my god! What? I if... think I'm fluent in that. I don't know what to do. What if they do an India Undertaker? Yeah, what they if should that do Indian kickstarts because of this, and it's all the, the India tribute shows. <laughs> oh yeah, they need to be. They need to. They need 15 years before the boom period. They need to go yeah. through all of the terrible. Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. And also, the biggest news this week. The fact that we have all been mispronouncing the mega fan known as Stephen Scodes is surnaming correctly. It is Scoders. No, it's not right. Okay, so Matthew, here we go. <laughs> on our football manager stream this week, which you joined in with actually later on, you were in the chat. Um, but earlier on, Stephen messaged in saying, um, "Hey, lads, can you guess how my last name is pronounced?" Matthew kept getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's it's Scodes. 
Skodes. 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 Sorry. Skodes. Great. Well, that's three different pronunciations. No, no. It's Skodes. It's Skodes. 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 Fantastic. And that's Skodes to the next section. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Everyone's favorite segment now, the Hall of Fame. And people are paying attention to this on the YouTube stream. Yeah, we're trying to fix the focus thing. The issue might be the fact that I've had all these pictures of dogs of Buddy Piper and everything else, and the camera's gone, well, what am I focusing on here? Is it Goldie? Is it Blueberry? Is it Piper? No, it's... Is it the blue tuck? <laughs> yeah, now it just looks depressing. Now it looks like Council Flat Mafu, so grand. All, th- all three of us kind of have depressing backgrounds now, though, so it all it's all right. Yeah. We'll fix it one day, but until then, here's the magnificent Hall of Fame results from last week in condescending order. Baltimore's Tarzan Boy, 13%. Very surprised there. Taz's reaction to Baltimore, Tarzan Boy and AW Dark, 22%. Makes sense to me. But the clear winner, Rey Mysterio Jr. to a small child at a house show. Do something with your life, you little bitch. 65%. Wise words there from a wise man. Thank you very much. Oh, that was my pick. Fantastic. That was your pick. So, good. Keeping on with this positive enforcement we're having on the podcast, like every week. There could be only one winner this week, and it is, of course, Andrews. Andrew works for Coldaholics. Monday Twitch streams, known as Let's Build Some Ruddy Lego. And I'm enamored by this man and the positivity he brings to Cultaholic and the Twitch streams that we've all been doing try to participate in, some better than others. Sorry. But Andrew's positivity, his delightful Yorkshire accent, and the fact that there's so many people in the chat want to see him do silly bollocks with silly bollock Lego. Not knockoff Lego. How dare you say that? It was clearly Lego. He printed out a sticker that says Lego on it. Why would you say it was any other brand? Don't be silly. Um, I can only pick him. It's very interesting to see in the current climate we've already been stuck in uh, that how some people are benefiting from that, how some people are you know, the making things, the keeping themselves sane and everything else like that. Seeing Andrew evolve. It's like seeing Shawn Michaels when he was in the Rockers go from Shawn Michaels with Sherry Martell to Shawn Michaels in the Continental Champion with Diesel. So this time next year, Andrew will be main event in Cultaholic, I think. Main event, <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I think that Andrew's an astonishing man because he's just so likeable. Like you can't, I really wonder what it's like because it's nice to see that that has passed over to the audience on Twitch. They can just tell that he's a lovely bloke straight away and they just obviously responded to that. But like, I just wonder what it's like to be him. He's so nice. He's such a nice, he's great. He's a great guy. Ross, do you want to get involved with the Andrew, the praise of Andrew? I would love to just kiss Andrew on the mouth. When it's safe to do so and we've all been vaccinated, I would kiss him long and hard right on the lips because he is just a nice man and it is weird to see someone just be nice all of the time all of the time i've never seen him raise his voice once i've never seen him say oh that's a bit bad this thing that's happening to me anything like that he is just a bowl of bald positivity <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah i don't um i don't know i've not i've not seen all of his lego streams i dropped in and out but what Matthew? Do you want to give a quick, like he just builds Lego an impression. No, not an impression. Just like a hey, up there, Hello. I've got me Maggie blocks here. I'm gonna build Bill P- T- Pikachu and then have a cup of tea and Yorkshire pudding. Very Hello, awesome. D- chat. 
Are you ready to go? <laughs> oh, love him. Love him so much. Anyway, that's my that's pick. That's a great pick. That should win. It should if do. There was but any what will win, Jack? Um, yours, but mine is a man, a fictional man, a fictional boy named Five Pound Ken. Now, Five Pound Ken, <laughs> are you joined in this? Yeah. This is also a Twitch-based uh, cultaholic pick, very egotistically. But me and Owen have been doing Football Manager. We've recently started Cultaholic FC. We are the managers, and basically, we've got some players who aren't real because they've been generated by the game. One of these lads was a young striker. We checked where he was born. He's from Newcastle. He's a local lad. And he was on £5 a week. So we nicknamed him £5 Ken because his first name was Ken. And £5 Ken was originally meant to be a bit of a joke. He's on the bench. He's making up the numbers. And on the last stream, Ken came into his own. And he, he started some games. And he started banging them in. And it turns out that Ken, despite not being the most gifted player on the team, like Filippo Inzaghi, he just knows where the goal is. He just knows. And that's why my nomination is a fictional 16-year-old footballer from my own football manager save. <laughs> It's been a slow week. It's been a slow week. I love Jack's... Hey, he starts off here, <laughs> like, with a height. That's right, £5 Ken. Yeah. He's not even real, <clears throat> but he exists in my mind. But then at the end of, like, you just run out and be like, and that's that's me putting my Twitch stream in. <laughs> you don't watch that, then that's fine. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's a good pick, Jack, because you and Owen's stream should also be checked out on Coldholics Twitch. Thank you. Sounds like surprised. a plug, but it's not. I was surprised you enjoyed it. But for reasons, you joined, right, you joined us at a very, you know in Fight Club when he says you met me at a very strange time in my life? <laughs> <laughs> you two days us, ago. You joined us at a very frantic moment on this stream. It was an intense episode. I can't promise they're all going to be that intense. But, yeah. you know, there's some great characters. Ken, Glennie Omega, one of the strikers. We've got uh, EYO, the best player on the team. The Bradford Bullet, he's a quick winger. So many characters. Get involved. Sounds like an advert now. It is sounding like an advert now. Wow. Maybe Ross will pick something not from the Cultaholic Twitch. I'm actually going to pick Andrew Scalp. No, I'm, I'm going to pick Keith from the Great Pottery Showdown. Uh, already, the great, already, oh, he might have been. Who, who's, Rick Flair is a two-time Hall of Famer Ooh. for the WWE, so why can't Keith insert double-barreled second name here, which I've completely Wait, forgotten. this is huge. This is huge, this, because I feel like he's one of our more infamous inductees into the Colorado Hall of Fame. And rightfully so, because it, it started up again for the 2021 season this week, and he cried at the, at the first. They were making... <laughs> They were they were making cheese sets on this week's uh, on this week's show. Um, there was like a big thing you put the cheese in, then little things you put. The, I don't know what to be honest. I've never seen a cheese set before in my life, but I saw them on this week's Throwdown. And the first person put theirs in front of Keith, and he was saying just before uh, the the things got revealed at the end that because we've had the year we've had last year, he might cry at all of them, and he cried at the first one, and it was just fantastic how much that man loves pottery. Uh, I think we can all hope in all of our lives that we find something that we're as passionate about as Keith is about pottery. So Keith, I don't need to say any more. Let's try and make him make... Is he the, would he be the first two-time Cultaholic Wrestling Hall of Famer ever? Potentially. Uh, no, your pants. No, they failed the second time. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh. I think did, they failed the second time. Did Keith, did Keith go in or was it the show itself? Somewhat. Stephen Scudez, let us know down below because I've got no idea. <laughs> There's someone who writes in, doesn't he, who did, who did the stats for the Hall of Fame. Mm. 
Statisticians <sighs> out there, just let us know down below and we will confirm on next week's podcast. Only if you've got the type. Don't put don't go out of your way. Yeah. Wow. What a nice pick. I don't watch the show, but I know how much it means to a lot of people, that show, because of the support people have said for your little votes for this man and his pots. But I'm realising now we did miss a beat here by not putting X-Pac in our Hall of Fame before Dury put him in his. Oh, well. Uh... Lucky we're putting the important things in, which are, of course, Andrew, our Andrew, the best Twitch streamer that we have. Five pound Ken. Best Twitch uh, character that we have. That's right, the rest of the year in uh, Jack's world. And Ross Twiddell's Keith the Potman. I wish he was mine. <laughs> Those are your three picks for Hall of Fame this week. God, I wish we knew a way to tell people how to vote. Oh, all right then. You can, of course, go to patreon.com forward slash calledaholic and place your votes there. So someone special gets put in our very special Hall of Fame. Out of interest, Matthew, who, what are, what is the definitive ranking of the cultaholic Twitch streams from worst to best? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> There's no way of me saying that about getting it. No, you know what? You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Oh no! Sorry, Ross, can't hear you. That says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. This week in wrestling. Start off with SmackDown. Roman Reigns opens the show, having put Owens on the shelf last week. He blames Adam Pearce for this, because he booked Owen in the match, despite Reigns' family wanting to move on. It's revealed that a gauntlet match will determine Roman's challenger for the Rumble, and Roman asks if Pearce will put himself in the match. Pearce says no, but Heyman later reveals that he's pulled some strings to get Pearce right in there. Uh, also, Sonya Deville is back, and is Pearce's assistant now. Oh, well, are they... I don't know if I was correct in saying assistant there. I don't know if she's more just another official. She's, I would say assistant's a fair, okay. a, a fair title to put on her her new position. But what's what's the film that opening promo was in reference to? Because I saw somebody say it and I've completely forgotten. Apparently what there's a, a famous movie scene that promo between Pierce and Reigns was like. Oh, the stupid thing. Maybe nobody's stupid and you're safe right now. Potentially. Is it like The Godfather or something, or Goodfellas? No, not Goodfellas. No, oh, well, you oh. would know all about that, Jack, watching that three-minute video survey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> it's the, it's the no. poker scene. It's Yeah, it's that one. Uh, no wonder I didn't get it. But yeah, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic promo once again. I love the, the, the seriousness of it all. It's like they're not, they're not doing wrestling promos. It's like it's real. You, got, you don't get to say that too often these days, do you? Samoa Joe is similar. He's the only other person I can think of off the top of my head at the minute in WWE. Yeah, I agree with that. Reigns is the only one who has that superstar aura right now. But getting there is IC champion Big E facing Apollo Crews. And there's a double pin after a superplex where they both get each other and it kind of, hmm, was that, wasn't it? But the match is restarted after Apollo slaps the champ who then retains. Apollo just getting a little more... Kind of like, aha, it'd be great if I was IC champion. Haha. <laughs> no, really, I want, I want your belt. I really want your belt. Mm. So, be the first interesting thing he's done for quite some time. Yeah, good. We all know he's a fantastic wrestler, but it's always been the same, hasn't it? It's been the other stuff. It's been the, the, un, the what's the word I'm looking for here? I've malfunctioned here. What's the word I'm looking for? Nailed it. The other stuff, yeah. That stuff, I. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. In ring, no issues whatsoever. <laughs> it's just the, the character outside, the ability to have, you know, wins, all those are things that go, you know, hand in hand with actually being successful. Charisma, kid. Yeah. Speaking of charisma, Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio start off the gauntlet match. Sami brings down his own camera crew and rants about his position in this match is a conspiracy. C-O-N. Spiracy. Ray beats him in seconds. Bastards. Nakamura no. is next and concept conse- what the hell? That's not a real word, is it? What have I said? Consecutively. Is that a real word? What? <laughs> Consecutively is a word, yes. I've never seen it used like that. Nakamura's next <laughs> and he beats in succession Ray Mysterio. Baron Corbin, oh no, the people are going to laugh at that, aren't they? Baron Corbin and even Daniel Bryan. Bryan shows him respect after <laughs> their their fault. No one cares what's much now. And this is the no, I care. I most, really uh, enjoyed it. I love it. I Gordon. enjoyed it as well. Yeah, Ray got consecutive wins. Yeah, see, like that consecutive wins. That consecutively, I'm like, that's, nah, looks suspicious to me. <laughs> Nagamura looked incredible for the first time in a long time. Even when he's been tag champs of Cesaro, it's mostly been Cesaro guest starring Nakamura. So to see this is a hell of an upgrade considering he was losing to Otis in five minutes a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Is your face now? That handshake. Well, it's that funny handshake. you say that because unfortunately for Nakamura, there's still one entrant left to go. Reigns brings a reluctant Adam Pierce down to the ring. Roman and Jay beat down Nakamura before Jay super kicks Pierce, who takes an amazing sell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy, it looked like one of those umbrellas that folds up at the touch of a button. <laughs> uh, and they drag him on top for the win. Adam Pierce is your new number one contender. And very interesting stuff going on SmackDown. Where not a lot of it is it's amazing or anything like that, but it's all really, sor- really solid storytelling and build up to next week and the week after that, which I do Honestly, enjoy. What a turnaround SmackDown has had in the past six months yeah. or so. What a turnaround. And I did see someone going, but wait a minute, wasn't Braun Strowman suspended for like putting his hands on Adam Pierce? Now, he's been super kicked by the Annoy family, oh. and he's been doing this. What's going to happen? And I went, Different well, that's because rules, Roman yeah. Reigns could do what he likes. Yeah, exactly. Different rules for Roman Reigns. It all makes sense. It's, it's weird how SmackDown's a thing put on by WWE, and also Raw is at the same time. How can one be so bad and the other be so good? Is it since Daniel Bryan started influencing the creative team a bit? I'd like to think that it's Bryan, but there's no way of actually knowing, I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. but that, that, I reckon Nakamura did do a definitive face turn when he shook Bryan's hand. That moment was the turn. And I had to have a slice of that thing that uh, Tom put in the chat. <laughs> Twenty Was it uh, 100 to 1? Nakamura was oh, for the Rumble. No. Oh, no. Really? A, I've had to have a slice. Do you know who I've backed, right? Oh. Um, not as not as madly. I think I put a quid on him at 18 to 1. So I'd win 18. I'd win 17 quid. Uh, Keith Lee. But I don't know. I don't know if he will. Hmm. But it's only a quid gone. Yeah, I, I, I just after, you, after mm. Raw this week, I don't think he's going to be one of the front runners. But we'll get to that in a little bit, won't we? But yeah, tw- this I've had role the, was this role I, was bad for it. I've had the full. I've, I opened for the first time since 2014 a Paddy Power account because I I went through an entire season of football betting, winning one bet. So I was like, this betting game is a milk's game. It's not for me anymore. And then yeah, so 25 quid I've had on Nakamura to win the rumble. Uh, oh dear, I I did this. Uh, couple of years ago and bet on him to win and he did but that's the only thing that stopped me from betting on him this time because the odds were ludicrous given the fact he just turned face and had an amazing run but he has won it a few years ago 
Yeah. Don't know if that'll have a bearing. And it makes more sense for him to replace Pierce because I'm I'm not convinced it'll be Reigns versus Pierce at the Rumble. I think this is just I, some storytelling. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Ross. It was amazing to see the amount of people who were like, it's happening, it's happening. I'm like, yeah, there's no. three weeks left. Yeah. I'm one of those people who thinks it's happening, unfortunately. <laughs> it might I, happen. It I'd might love happen. to see it. I want to see Pierce chuck him around for just those few seconds and then before Roman obviously beats him. But I think the majority of WWE fans won't have seen Adam Pierce wrestle. I think it's fair to assume that. And uh, I just want him to surprise everyone and just go bang on your ass. And then Roman can eventually win. Obviously. See, I, I just I, I can't see it happening because I don't think there's that like investment from the fans in Adam Pierce from what mm. just off what we've seen on on SmackDown. He's just sort of been there as Vince McMahon's little you know little standard, hasn't he? Not really. There's not been any real sort of con, like effort put into people liking Adam Pierce. But to counter that, oh, I know <laughs> the Rumbles, the Rumble, the only intrigue of the Rumble is the Rumbles. You can always they've often had little weird like Bob Holly having a shot at the title, so maybe. I don't know. You're right, Jack. It is the Rumble. We need someone who's good but not that good because it's not going to matter. It's only it's very, very rare you get a title change at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm all for the, the bell ringing. Roman hit his finisher and just pin and pierce. And then Roman's like, wow, that was a tough match. <laughs> oh, no. All the NWA fans would be like, oh, this is pathetic. Oh, all, all three of them. <laughs> I love that, by the way, when Pierce was making his entrance and Michael Cole just goes, he wasn't good enough to be a WWE superstar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, tell us how you really feel, Michael. <laughs> Shocking. Just a bass in the back. He's like, there's a bass. He was too smelly to be a WWE superstar. Uh, also, I've done the thing where I've skipped a bit. Uh, the Dirty Dogs, the new oh, tag champions, uh, they're so dirty. They're filthy. They're disgusting. They won clean. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you lads I'm telling you they are a proper filthy hair metal theme away from being my favourite tag team and some I want it to be proper seedy disgusting middle aged men who get away with it just because they are so damn good looking you know what I mean that sort of vibe they drive a jag that kind of thing Poor Hollywood yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> one for the housewives Yes, he's Swiss and I'm Tony. Together, Swiss Tony. <laughs> the SmackDown Tag Team Championship belt, so I don't like making love to a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that working for them. It's it's weird, though, because like, take yourself back a few weeks and I couldn't give a toss about the, the tag team tandem of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. But now they've got matching tights. They've got a tag team name. I want them to have a theme and it'll be just, oh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Good for them. And Dolph Ziggler has accomplished an amazing amount in his career, considering his name is Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. So we should we can't overlook the fact that he's done so much with so little. Speaking of which, Monday Night Raw. Now, we'd like to do a little preliminary message, like the intros to the old South Park episodes. We at Cultaholic like to be as uh, positive as possible where we can and be as nice and positive and very positive and nice. Bloody hell, Monday Night Raw. Okay, so Triple H opens the show, but is immediately interrupted by Randy Orton. Triple H says he's been impressive Orton over the past year, and even though some people think Randy's gone too far, the game is not one of them. But he does have a problem with Orton's recent treatment of the <laughs> legends. Oh, also, burning a man alive is fine, but don't you dare be mean to Mark Henry. So Orton challenges Triple H to a fight, which he declines. Orton then suggests that Hunter's balls are in Stephanie's purse, which earns him a cerebral, <laughs> cerebral right hand. 
It looks like the challenge is accepted. I don't know why I wrote that in such a weird way. <laughs> That's, I, I do like that, Jack. You read it really well, though. It was good. You're planning for your post cultaholic career at writing up the results on W.com. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. then the terrifying tandem of Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> the Triple dirtiest H's. dogs in Dogland. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is weird, though, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Why? Uh, hang on. Uh, no. He says he would do exactly what Randy Orton did. He would murder one of his one of his colleagues. Oh, but, you yeah. know, having a laugh at Mark Henry, that's a step too far. How dare you do that, Randall Keith? Yeah, that was weird, actually. That was weird. Yeah. I don't I thought... think we should I don't think we should applaud Randy for not burning Alexa Bliss. But at the same time, the moral high ground in WWE. It's like, you know how New Orleans is actually below sea level? That's where the moral high ground is. It's like a weird, it's a weird geographical feature. It was great how Randy kept addressing him as, as the office in that opening segment. He was there, yeah, putting the putting over a bit of murder, slice of murder, stock prices <laughs> going through the floor. On <laughs> yeah. But it's almost true to life though, isn't it? Triple going, hey, hey, We've got loads of uh, the fiends. They're easy to replace. We've got one Mark Henry. <laughs> maybe, maybe Triple H is remembering that he tried to kill Austin several times, and he's like, "Yeah, I can get attempted murder. That's fine. But if in my day anybody had said anything bad about Harley Race, I'd have just smacked." Maybe it's like that. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? What do we do when the champ's out? Triple H versus Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> Drew appears via video, confirming that, yes, he's tested positive, but later accepts Goldberg's challenge for the rumble. Go the way you typed it like that, he's like, aye, I do have COVID. You know what, Goldberg, I'll definitely take this <laughs> no, out now. It's a different... Go Sorry. On. This is Goldberg going, no, 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 don't ring the bell. Like, ding, ding. Uh, Goldberg Sorry, going away no. from him. It was, a different, it was a different point in the night. He didn't say it like that. I'm Go sorry. Goldberg, gives a kiss. It's like, no. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I like that they had Drew do these promos and stuff and be like, yeah, it turns out COVID's serious, lads. I'm like, oh, you know, this is serious. If WWE addressing it exists. But also the way they shot this, it's kind of like this setting, now I think about it. it. They had this weird wall with stains on the background. And I'm like, is Drew McIntyre in the toilet from Trainspotting? It wasn't that bad. I'm sure that's Just... his actual house. I'm, I'm sure it seemed like a BT sports oh, thing. No. Where it's like his home office and it's got that grey wall in the background. Well, of course, he'll have, filmed, he'll have just had to set up and film it himself. He's isolating. Yeah, he, he, he paid for home, that. Yeah. Oh. No. That is art, Matthew. Something you will never oh. understand. Clearly. Or something like that. <laughs> but i tell you what, I did like the way that Drew McIntyre made sense of Goldberg's promo. How he was saying, what did he like, do? He said that Goldberg was trying to put words in his mouth and how could Goldberg <clears throat> possibly know what was inside of his head? Yeah, talking bollocks, Goldberg. He basically said, you silly old man. <laughs> Imagine... I'm sure Goldberg doesn't actually care because it's you know he's probably getting paid a lot. But imagine if you were a wrestler challenging Drew, who hadn't had time to cut his promo, and you were going to say all this, and then he made you seem like the idiot. I'd be fuming with the writing team or whoever set up the show. There's only one way that can make it up to him: title spear, win. jackhammer, title <laughs> win. <laughs> Crouch and COVID, COVID. <laughs> Uh, Ric Flair is back after Legends Night. That's a surprise. He blatantly turns on Charlotte to help Lacey Evans beat her. They leave the arena together. Grim. Fantastic. You know what? Fantastic. You know Sorry. No, you go, Matthew. You were going before me. Go for I apologize. But considering all the other crap happening on the show and in the world in general, you know what? Seeing this stupid stuff happening on Raw tickled me. 
and I love to compare the other stuff we'll get to. And the idea of like Charlotte being like, I can't believe my own father would turn on me to get it with a woman a quarter his age. I'm like, trick flair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course he turned his own daughter to get with a bar. Oh, I mean, I mean, it did look like on last week's Raw, he, like Charlotte had cock blocked Rick, to, uh, to put it bluntly. But uh, this week it was confirmed that just Lacey wants a slice of Ric Flair. It's a good job they never made like her daughter and her husband, Cannon, in WWE. <laughs> and our oh, daughter, her yeah. daughter likes to look up to her as a role model and all that stuff. That's long forgotten now in WWE. Uh, they left, of course, arm in arm and... Lacey doing that evil laugh she does there <laughs> uh, she's going to get changed in the hotel room with Ric Flair so Lacey she rode Space Mountain this week well Oof. I put it to you that Lacey is deceiving Ric Flair to get ahead in the wrestling game yeah no do you, yeah. do you reckon I'll, no I'll just reckon she- <laughs> <laughs> She just wants to slice her Ric Flair, yeah? No. That would be great, Ross. She comes out and says, all right, you've done it then, Lacey. I'll give you a title shot. She says, I want a title shot. I just want to ride your dad. <laughs> yeah, then when Space Mountain at this point was like, <laughs> it's like, hook a duck. Charlotte's, Charlotte's gotten out that Lacey would want, would you? Unless Lacey and Peyton want the tag team titles and Peyton's like, go on, you can take one for the team. Is this... <laughs> oh, this is going to lead to a wedding angle. I, I was saying, I was saying on WTF this week that Ric Flair is now Al Wilson in 2021. No, <laughs> no, I saw a tweet that was like disgusted with the segment, and it was like this is literally Dawn Marie and Tory Wilson all over again. And then someone replied like, "Well, not really, because no one's been shagged to death yet, and there's not. <laughs> it's not literally yet. the same. Yeah, yeah, yet. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I know not everyone on this show listens to something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard. Do you remember the pay-per-view in 05 where Flair won the IC belt from Carlito and then spent the rest of the show in the back of, a, I think it was a limo, with yeah. all these women in, you know, and like they kept on cutting back and forth between the matches and he's like, opens the door, there's smoke, oh my God. smoke, steam, smoke he did, steam coming out and then the women are like, oh, Flair, he's like, well, I'll be right back and he's popping Viagra and he goes in and he's like, woo, you know, 17-time champion. Um Bruce Pritchard said that they wrote in the script, all right, go get, you know, Viagra for the skit that were Flair takes Viagra. And whoever was in charge of getting the stuff for that brought real Viagra. <laughs> so Flair's like popping it. So I'm like, no. All right. So no. he himself into a shoot, I guess. <laughs> Literally. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Hardy God, is between that, face- But sorry, between that and Carly e. Ray Jepsen, this has been a massive week for Ross. Well done, Ross. <laughs> Thank you. It's about time I did something on this podcast. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> instead of sitting, here, instead of sitting here and not getting any references. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's a Batman villain, and he doesn't like. I'm like, yes, Ross, yes, yes, man. Batman and Bane. That's it. <laughs> Jeff Hardy is supposed to face Elias, but the Drifter claims he's injured and sends in Riker instead. Everyone's friend at the minute. Uh, Riker beats Jeff with the Riker's Island, which I've just invented. That's nice, Jack. I like that. Cheers. It was a roll-up, actually, actually. Yes. He actually rolls him up after a distraction from Elias, and then Jeff taunts Elias afterwards, and Elias charges the ring. He tells Riker, don't get involved. Then it's to Jeff, and is angry at Riker for not getting involved. And this is the start of things to come on Raw, where we have a match, and then the manager or the second is like, blah, 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 and then they get involved. And I hope you like this formula because we're going to see more of it. They did. They, it was like a carbon copy. It was crazy. Yeah. 
I think yeah, so I just run down all of it and then come back to it. Yeah, go because on. Because then Seamus begrudgingly praises Keith Lee backstage for his good effort against Drew last week. Miz and Morrison turn up and a tag match is set up. She Seamus and Keith win. <laughs> See on the new best friends for life. Oh, and the turnbuckle I didn't mention the turnbuckle as well. The turnbuckle popped off. Oh yeah, the turnbuckle popped off. And disgustingly, Dave Meltzer, the spreader of false news, said that he was a planned spot. But I'm going to be like every other wrestler when Dave Meltzer actually reports something new and goes, oh, yeah, like how Mabel's supposed to be in the New World Order. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ignore him. Keith later offers to take Triple H's place in the fight against Orton, but he's turned down. And uh, have we missed a bit here? Yes, we have. They're like, oh, cool, new tag friend. Then there's an advert and they come back and they're wrestling. And the commentators don't fill in the gap. They Wait. were sat there at ringside oh. watching what happened in the ring and nobody explained why Keith and uh, Seamus weren't getting along all of a sudden. It was strange. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll repeat. I'll do the John Cena rewind. Nobody on commentary explained why Seamus and Keith Lee weren't getting along anymore. And that was a big gap that needed filled. Wait, when did they... I missed that totally. When did they start wrestling each other? So uh, the, the match ends and they're hugging in the ring and then we go to commercial and then we come back from commercial and then it was like, oh no, they're wrestling, now they don't get along. It was what? so, it was literally just yeah. like that. I and missed no, that segment completely. Yeah, nobody I thought feel- they were still friends now. No, oh. no, no, well, now. Oh, you missed all of that? Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> what are so they currently now? They, they, they sort of made up after the, the, the fight they had, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Kind oh. of, yeah. But it was very. I think this was a, a low key return for the entire uh, no wrestling during commercial breaks things. The way this yeah. this role was laid out, it was uh, yeah jarring in places. Weird, yeah. It was. T Bar beats Xavier Woods. <laughs> Ali looks satisfied on the outside with and that Bobby move that broke the internet. Oh. That's right, the backyard wrestling special. Uh, then Bobby Lashley successfully defends the US title against Riddle, making him tap out the hurt lock, and he battered him. Mm-hmm. He barred him like a sausage in Glasgow. He absolutely annihilated him. Then Riddle goes, oh, yeah, well, but I can beat MVP. MVP in his normal <laughs> gear, then beats him up for a bit, and then Lashley attacks him as soon as he gets him momentum. Uh, no sign of the Lucha House Party, who were being all pally with Riddle backstage just minutes before <sighs> the segment, because why would you want to hang out with Riddle uh, in 2021? Yeah, that was just the recurring thing. They did that three times on one Raw, because I'm just speculating. I've not read anything online to say this, but I'll just use common sense. Hmm. Drew's out with COVID. Let's get as many people as we can tested and uh, make this as a skeleton crew as we can for a three-hour show. So that's why I think they stretched out what they could with what they had. Oh. That's why we had this weird, weird roar. But the news, Matthew, which is always true, of course, said there was, was numerous it? people backstage at Raw who weren't used, including Asuka, is one name I remember from the list. There was at least five or six. Nikki Cross, I think, was another one. Um, yeah, strange strange times on Monday Night Raw. With, with Asuka as well, she's the champion, and they just forget about her quite often, especially mm. now that Charlotte's back. I bet they can't wait to get that belt on Charlotte. I bet they can't. I bet they can't wait. It makes me angry. Well, Jack, you're only, you're only saying that because you don't know what it's like to excel at something in life or whatever. I Charlotte, saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I will always be in the title <laughs> scene. I'm Charlotte. You know it's not real. I'll tell you what, though. I need to apologise on the podcast because I sat here a few weeks oh. ago and said I didn't mind the whole uh, riddle stuff on Raw. And then this week he was saying, <laughs> the Luchas were saying, uh, watch your back. Oh, you're going to face the Hurt Business. There's more, like, there's more than one of them, lads. They might attack you from the rear when you're not looking. 
and he was like, how do you do that, man? It's really yeah. impossible, man. Do you go through the legs or do you go... Oh, do you... It's awful, isn't it? He's never heard the phrase, watch your back, is what we were meant to take from that. Yeah, he's gone from a stoner to the man with half a brain. <laughs> That's what it does. That's what drugs do. <laughs> rot you. Yeah, maybe that's it. This, maybe this it's is your brain. Yeah, maybe this is your a... brain on drugs. This is Matt Real going, whoa, whoa. dude. Whoa. You're from Mexico. Yeah. So you're L bro. Oh, bro. Mate, so, go away. It's like watching the tweenies when he's on. Everything just becomes so dumbed down. This is what yeah. was, there was so much of this on this tweenies week's Raw. Like, just like, imagine if a non-wrestling fan was watching this week's Raw and saw Riddle doing that. And there was a few more examples that I can't remember where people were just being stupid where they didn't need to. You wouldn't, know, you wouldn't get any new fans, would you? And we're no. just sat here going, we, we definitely like wrestling. We do. This is why we love it. It's, it's shenanigans like this. And, ah, <laughs> just makes you... If I was in WCPW and I was friends with their champion and the best wrestler they ever had, we'd be bros of Connors. Bro. <laughs> Connors was a good wrestler. He's still in NXT UK, but he doesn't they're not booking him. They're not Bro, booking him. yeah, dude. Lads, Were you a big th- fan? Did you really like Joseph Connors, Matthew? Oh yeah, man. No, please don't be Sorry. safe. Down, please. <laughs> lads, did you oh, know? Absolutely. It's it's there's so many people when they're being the oh, ho, oh, guess what, lads, NXT UK for that hot Joseph Connors match, and I have to explain. Mate, he was a star in WCPW, and they're like, the eyes bug out like that. They're like, what? I'm he, like, uh, no, do you not see it? He was, yeah, he was really good. He, the he, only company that were able to book Joseph Connor as well and give him the respect he deserves was WCPW. He, that uh, is their he, legacy. His return pop was absolutely monstrous. But um, we it was at a show with you, Matthew. I can't remember who it was against, but he was wrestling someone who'd recently been a, like an extra or a security guard on like uh, the Manchester Raw or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. And Matthew heckled Connors by saying, at least he's been on Raw, which I thought was really harsh. <laughs> really nasty. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> Connors was playing what we know in the business as a heel. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was but, 11 bloody people there, so I don't think there'd be any then, memory of it. Then I felt there. harsh because then there was okay. that, then there was the wrestler Riho, not Rio, <laughs> Rio, sorry, not Riho from AEW Rio the UK women's wrestler Rebro dude no and she was wearing like purple and gold sparkly attire so I shouted because I was drunk and Matthew would you know when you're with your naughty friend and you act worse than what you were oh, I, yeah go on yes it's my fault what and did I you shouted, say why do you look like an eclair like the Cadbury because she was wearing purple and gold on the sides and she just steered me like a death stare and I thought yeah I've yeah I've really I deserve a smack in the face now so I'd like to apologise to Rio right now because that was a heckle that wasn't necessary even though she was the heel okay I'm of well, opinion you can chat whatever you want to do with the baddies <laughs> that's why I can't wait for NXT UK to come back just to heckle them for three hours with various chants we'll move on now uh, Eddie Styles beat Drew Gulak to deny him qualification at the Royal Rumble poor, <laughs> poor Drew poor Drew just says here yeah. nice to see him on Raw though yeah like Joseph Connors, he's got interesting. Uh, he's got interesting tights now, hasn't he? He has. They're like they're like long tights, but they're missing the bottom back bit where the calves are. Wow! Like a cyclist? No, a cyclist. I don't know. Yeah. Like Rikishi? No, Umanga. I beg me pardon. Not Umanga. Umanga. Umanga, as William Regal would say. Um, yeah, like that. But but yeah, but with the front still on. Hmm. And the rear hmm. missing. Well, you know. Can't think of any jokes there. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler took on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Shayna wins after tagging herself in ahead of Nia, who looks quite startled. 
Why are they still they've together? They've done this finish about four or five times on Raw already, Ross. Yeah, why are they still together? They don't have the tag team titles anymore. That was the only bond they had, apart from beating up Lana. And now the tag team titles aren't there. Lana's not there. Why are they still together? Makes no sense. You are right. And it's nice that they did the exact same finish twice on Raw. Oh, the surprise blind tag. What? Also, Just saying. I'm not... I don't buy Shayna as a threat as much anymore because Dana Brooke's been schooling her recently. So, you know. It's all right. It's only the women's tag division. <sighs> and then it's time for the fight. That's going to get clipped. <laughs> no, 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 not women. No, the women's tag division. Don't get me misquoted. Come on. It's time for the fight between Orton and Triple H. Triple H takes control and gets his sledgehammer. But just as he's about to finish Orton... He realizes, I forgot about this actually. He realizes that the hammer has mysteriously been set on fire. What? Burning hammer, shades of Kabashi. Yeah. The lights completely go down, and when they come up, the game is gone. Alexa Bliss appears in the ring and shoots a fireball into Orton's actual eyes. And that's how you end the wrestling show, lads. Now, I've I've gone back and rewatched this quite a bit because one it was hilarious. And two, people were saying that the fire that she threw was CGI. But if not back at it, it wasn't, but it was shot and edited so weird and like you know, it looked like it could have been fake. But it wasn't fake. I've got some intel which might tell you why there's so many camera oh, cuts in wrestling. Oh, oh go on, Ross. Right. I know someone who worked on World of Sport, right? I think we all know him. Oh, no. I've just given it away, haven't I? <laughs> and, he said, <laughs> and he said that they need to have so many... Ca- well, this is World of Sport airing at 5 p.m. on a Saturday night when it was that time slot for them. They need to have so many camera cuts because you can't show how the wrestlers do the wrestling moves blatantly because kids will copy it. So they chop it up that many times oh. and have that many camera cuts. So kids don't... I know this happened at 11 o'clock, but it might explain why just in general there's so many camera cuts in WWE. And maybe, just maybe, there was that many camera cuts that looked so weird so you couldn't see how Alexa Bliss produced this fireball. I mean, that's an amazing theory, Ross. Only you could get away with. Um, yeah, you know what? If they, what, they showed like the, the paper, that like, like Hogan versus Warrior... I mean, the real reason is because they try to be fancy and it just looks crap and they just keep doing oh, okay. it even though they, just should, they should just stop. But I'm just saying that might be a reason why. I'm trying to defend them because I, I don't like the AEW shield tag, lads. And I want us to be fair and objective. Yeah, but this role was bad, though. It was, was terrible. Bad. It was awful. <laughs> the highlight was Ric Flair getting with Lacey Evans. I've got to ask now, where's Triple H gone and is he with John Cena? Because people on Twitter point out to me oh. that we've not seen Cena since last year's WrestleMania. And they Tuesday, say that it... Tuesday afternoon, Triple H tweet, uh, Instagrammed a picture of himself on Monday Night Raw doing his spit in the, on, on the apron. So Bray's he's... taking control of his Instagram. Oh. How great would it be Triple H is doing the CEO thing, but also like, help, I'm going to miss that meeting, guys. I'm stuck in another dimension. It's just like, whack <laughs> hole. I've got people sending me, there's a lot of very good references. There was one of, you know, the... Matthew, bit of a Simpsons reference here. So you know mm. the um, the what's it called the baseball the one? famous the baseball episode, and it was yeah, the mystery yeah, spot. Yeah, 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 the mystery spot. But um, I don't know. I, I think we need to save him. I reckon. No, no yeah, one wants to right. save him. We're all sitting here talking him. about Triple H, and he's somewhere in another dimension, going, "Help me, you bastards! I'll give yeah. you press passes forever. <laughs> I'll let you pin Joseph Connors on next to UK. Just get me out of here." Rather the press passes, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not worth much. Uh, 
Yeah. So Triple H, wherever you are, we hope you're all right. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> I know. God, sorry, Joseph. Joseph. Look, I just put you over. You were great. It's the other he companies was. that don't understand you. He's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be great, though, midway through like a podcast we do, we're just like, oh, what's that noise? Oh, it's Triple H. He's just appeared behind me. He's just, he's just yelling, yelling, I'm out, I'm free. But something's changed. Like, he's got, he's got like, different coloured eyes, and that's the only different thing. You're like, what? Oh, yeah. Yes. After everyone comes into contact with Bray, they change. Oh. How, oh. How's, how's Triple H going to change? He can't, he, he's just perfect, isn't he? You know what? He comes back, he's like, I think The Fiend should have a championship match. He's like, what? Based on what? Just because he's great. <laughs> and he just walks I'd, off, and that's it. I'd like for Triple H to come back and start wrestling different like start trying to wrestle like Jeff Hardy or something <laughs> that's what's changed yeah. about him he goes up to Luchel's party and goes you know lads how do you hit a moonsault <laughs> you know what that's a great idea I like the idea of Triple H coming back infected it's like everyone's like is the Triple H alright <laughs> I just love uh, Canadian destroyers uh, I think it'd be great yeah. what um I love the references Matthew does on Cultaholic. Oh, God, he's sick. <laughs> I want this to have some sort of resolution. I don't want us to just forget about it and then Triple H crops up on NXT. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want a, a 32-inch waist, but it's not going to happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, your current improvement, Ross, you'll, you'll be there. Go away, man. Is that the end of the segment? I was just letting that linger. That's a bit of positivity. Because more, we still have more, AEW Dynamite oh, New Year's Smash Part 2. Pack beats Eddie Kingston. That's right. That was the first match. And we have a standoff afterwards between their two groups of lads. Lance Archer comes out and Kingston bails. He tells Pack they get on the same page and leaves, which is weird. It's also the last appearance of Lance Archer's fancy hair. Because oh. he's cut it off since then. What a tit I am. I'm in my video today, well, yesterday, going, oh, he put that picture on Twitter and he fooled us all by turning up with hair on time. Oh, no. Oh, what oh, a knobhead. No. I've forgotten it's bloody plea. And I make oh. a point about the fake crowd noise as well because it's not live. I'm not with it today at all. Oh, no. That's oh. all right. Have you sure been into the... Noise. Are you in the lodge with, with the fiend? Probably. The five That's people right. who watch that's going to be taking the piss <laughs> out of me. Oh, if it's, though, it's only I just realised now that I think Lance having that long ponytail there that's dyed and everything was it supposed to look like a snake because he had Jake as his manager um, that's just me a, looking at things it's just, it's a it's a murder hawk isn't it that's, that's yeah. a murder hawk murder hawk oh not just a mohawk it's a murder, murder hawk. hawk but that's not right. traditionally part of a mohawk that long bit it, that's, the, it mur- that's the murder part right right right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a really that was a Pathetic laugh there. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Is that your laugh there? No. Anyway. Wait, you've normally got a bit of a silent laugh, haven't you, Matthew? You're one of them. I was. That's when I wasn't expecting. Right. Oh, someone tweeted this, by the way. It's not the new wrestling. Uh, I got some people replying that, yeah, it happened to me. When I was a kid, I'd when I watched them on TV and I'd laugh. And my mum used to tell me off because I would laugh a different way each time. What? Because you're like, what are you doing? Why are you laughing? Last time you laughed, you laughed like this. And now you're laughing, it's like this. Why'd you laugh differently? And I went, I don't know. I'm a kid, what are you asking me for? So I had to like try and get a laugh. Like, Wait. oh, that's funny. Ah ha ha ha. You know, just <laughs> to make like... sure like laugh.exe plays. Um, this is like one of those yeah. um, shorts that air uh, before the Pixar film, the boy who couldn't, the boy who didn't have a laugh. <laughs> 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 you gotta find one. 
Oh, that's great, Jack. I'm not going. Oh, cheers! That. That's amazing. <laughs> but I was going to say, did either of you two have that issue? Or was it just two people on Twitter who replied, "Yes, my mum no. was horrible too." Not no. at all. I reckon it's just because I've had a, a brief spell of being your mum's pen pal. I reckon your mum's quite an in- introspective lady. She looks deep into into things. So I reckon that's just her being really inquisitive and being your mum, like you know. Yeah. Whereas my mum just sat there and went, ah, he's watching the telly, he's no harm, I can just sit down and have a can. <laughs> uh, you know what? I should send messages to your mum. That sounded so bad. I'm sorry. Oh, like Lacey my and Ric Flair. Oh, my mum's admit, admitted that she would always, when I was growing up, like if, if me and another toddler were having a bit of a like fight over a toy or something, she would always jump in and make me be the good one. Like stop me from getting in trouble all the time. And I think that's why I've grown up to be a right, angry, little, passive-aggressive man <laughs> because my mum always Aww. made sure I was in the right and now I'm like, no, I don't want to follow the rules anymore, mum. Anyway. You know, I've never thought of you as passive-aggressive and it was really you nice seen me after a few you drinks? on the Twitch. Yeah, I have seen you. Yeah. <laughs> what were you but saying, yeah, You on the Twitch stream with Owen it was nice because it's like you and your natural habitat of uh, hanging out with Owen and playing football games. And you're you, yeah, you how you are on this. It's, it's like it's not like you're trying to like. All right, it's professional podcast, Jack. It's, it, it was just nice seeing you being you. You know, no, I've only getting all emotional st- and worked got- up over this Fiverr Ken stuff. I've only, got, I've only got one. Defend speed. yourself like Steve Bruce at a press conference and all these other things. It was like, oh, because right. no, we lovely. got hammered four 0 and then the press were all like, "Well, you're not doing very well, are you?" We were predicted to finish bottom and we're fourth. Get a light. So, anyway. Yeah, because if I only see you once a week, sometimes I'm like, is this how Jack and Ross really are? They're doing this because we're doing a podcast together. And then seeing you being, oh, no, that's actually Jack. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. Yeah. There was, there was a lad at What Culture who used to just claim he could beat me in a fight. And every time he'd say it, I'd get so angry. And it would just get me angry every time. And I couldn't, well, why didn't I just say, all right, cool, yeah. I don't know why I get, I, oh. But you're, you're not going to get wound up over that. Someone's just like, I could beat you up. Aye, but you should have seen him. He couldn't. That's why I got so annoyed. Oh. Ross knows him. He was an irritant sometimes, this lad. Alex Ledbetter, his name was. <laughs> He's just named him. <laughs> why has he done this? Yeah, <laughs> he was doing it on purpose to, to get me annoyed as well. Yeah, he would play a jet like a fiddle and in front of the entire office. Yeah. Oh. Try and create, oh, yeah. Te- yeah, try and put a, put a show on for a crowd. He was that kind of guy. Nice guy at heart. I'm not saying that like <laughs> I actually dislike him or anything, but oh, oh. I get you, Jack. These joke in jokes are good if you're in on the joke. If you're the butt of the joke, it's crap. I was the butt of the joke. I was. <laughs> I don't remember too many people playing along though. Everyone just used to sit there in sort of silent, awkward silence. I, I like. he would do it. He wouldn't get many laughs from it, but I just got annoyed at the repetition of it. I think. Office you could probably take eh? me in a fight, though, Jack. It's all right. No, I don't know. You go to the gym. Yes. Is that still the running joke here? I thought you did go when they were open. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas go. famously... As, as, my dad, as my dad would say, what, what are you on the gym for, Matthew? To stare. <laughs> <laughs> Miro beats Chuck Taylor. I mean, that Chuck now has to be his young boy <laughs> until the win. Mm-hmm. It's not a good week for Orange Cassidy. First of all, Trent is going to be out for about six months, according to commentary, with a shoulder injury. And now his other pal is a, a young boy, a butler, whatever term you want to use, for Miro. 
Hilarity ensues, hopefully, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Lovely mm-hmm. skits to come. Can I just go back to Lance Archer, though? Was him, oh, going, sure. was him going to Pac? Oh, we need to get on the same page here. Weird. Because yes. Pac, Pac beat up Eddie Kingston, and then he tortured Eddie Kingston, and Lance Archer doesn't like Eddie Kingston as well, so surely he would like that. I was very confused. I was yeah. very out of character. Thank, thank God, yeah. 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 I thought I'd missed something as well. I was like, yeah. have we missed a step in this story? I was asking, I was asking Richard, saying, have I missed something here? And Richard was like, oh, no. That's what Richard does, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad we're, glad, we're, glad we're in agreement because I thought I'd miss something as well. <laughs> you can never stop Richard from making that noise, God. Yeah. The Inner Circle give their New Year's resolutions. It's all going smoothly until Jericho reveals that he wants to win the tag titles alongside MJF. Santana, Ortiz and Sammy are not happy with this, uh, with Sammy Guerrero calling him a tag team slut. Oh, I left that off hoping that you we wouldn't did. have to I'm talk not about it. <laughs> Jericho proposes a three-way tag match next week to decide the Inner Circle's official tag team. Is it going to be Jericho and MJF? Proud and powerful? Or the new team of Sammy and Hagar? Sammy Hagar, I've just got that. Bloody hell. Jericho but, mentioned it. Joke for the dads. Yeah, he but went, I was, I was too went, busy going, shut up, you COVID get. Uh, he went, that's us. <laughs> you COVID <ours."> slut. <laughs> you COVID <laughs> slut. <laughs> <laughs> do you carry on I'm just going to go and get some more orange juice because I'm craving it but I can still hear you in my headphones so do carry on lads oh don't mind us that's fine Jack sorry you go and get your beverage in the middle of the podcast why not eh don't I'm mind me th- I'm just going to sod up I'm really thirsty I need right. me vitamin C <laughs> Matthew far, Hi, be from, far be it from me on this uh, AEW shilling podcast to, to put, pick a hole in their booking choices go ahead but would it not have made more sense for Wardlow and Hagar, Hagar to um, to tag team together after their you know their their sex eyes to one another and their match against each other last week and the, the respect they now have presumably between one another and Sammy to be not only cast aside by the COVID slut uh, the, the, the sex gods being replaced by Jericho and MJF but also being forgotten by the inner circle as a whole because I thought. Sammy calling Jericho a tag team slut and then just hopping on this tag team with Hagar was a bit, you know, hypocritical, some might say. You make valid points, Ross. That's why I get paid the big bucks. But I like the fact that AW doesn't shoot their load all at once a few weeks. This is going to be something that's going to brew in the background. Like, what do you brew in the background? I can't think of anything. I'm not that good of a cook. I thought you were going to make some kind of joke about the Ross's background there because it's a kitchen. Things can be brewed in the background here. That is correct. We yeah, have multiple things. Yes, yeah. but then I realised. Well, you don't really brew a kettle. That, like, you you do if you're brew. American because they all have the stove ones. Go on. You can make a brew. Which we've, is what? we've we've sorry, we've created a controversy after last week's podcast. I know. I got a few photos. Oh, yeah. We do have the kettles in America. How dare you? Oh God! I thought it was going to be about gutter move. I got scared there. No, they've called off the That one's over. We had, we had one tweet, Jackson. Uh, thank you to us for clarifying why we are so... What's the word? Anti-Gatto move. Anti-Gatto move pro wrestling, yeah. I'm not even anti-Gatto move. Dis- dismissive. Aye, ah, that's the Ig- right word. Ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Terrible for not watching all the wrestling. <laughs> Shotgun. Wait, wait, lads, we don't even watch Impact. Never mind Gatto move. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But uh, yes, uh, moving on from the fact that I couldn't think of anything to go with my amazing brewing uh, example. The fact that Americans said, well, they put the photo of it and goes that, you know, the stove kettle and goes, well, 
how do you do it? I'm like, electric. I'm like, whoa. Jesus. It's like, oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, someone replied to one of the tweets saying, why do you need an electric kettle? Just use the pot and the pan. Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> kettles take half the time of a pot and a pan. You don't need to yeah. wash the kettle every time like you do with a pan and stuff like that. It's, it's a lot more convenient to have an electric kettle. We make a lot more tea than Americans do, though. Get a pot and a pan and put it in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> do you fancy a brew? I'm just going to stick the hob on. Come on. Might taste a bit weird. I put some baked potatoes in as well. <laughs> I was making, I was making a fry up last night. Do you want a brew? It'll be twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, the young books are in gorilla. I was like, I said, is it not going to be called Tony at this point? I it's guess called not. the dusty, dusty, dusty position. The young books are in the Khan position, getting ready to team with Kenny Omega in a six-man. But Don Callis announces Omega's real partners, his real friends, Gallows and Anderson. They take on Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, and. Danny Limelight, which I think is far too good of a name for an enhancement talent person, really. Danny Limelight. He's, he's, too, he's, he's, he's too good to be an enhancement talent as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, walking, walking them ropes like Ray Phoenix, who does he think he is? Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the elite win. Don't call him Bullet Club. Don't call him Bullet Club. But then here comes Moxley. He attacks, but it's three on one and he's beaten down. Various people rush out from the back to calm the situation, including the Bucks, who get dropped by the Lucha Brothers. Ganon. Eventually, Omega and Callis slip away as the brawl carries on. A lot of stuff going here. As I was saying beforehand, that's all brewing. Don't necessarily like the Omega stuff. When I was watching my mates, they love the Hammy Omega coming out there with the huge entrance and all the stuff and the cleaners and all the rest. Do they? Yeah. They're like, yay! You know, like, oh, oh genuine Kenny fans. That's nice to see. But I'm liking the storyline they're doing now. With yeah. What's going to happen between them, Impact, the Good Brothers, the Young Bucks, the Better Brothers, and all the rest? Yeah, liking how it's all going on. My favorite part was when the the Lucha Brothers superkicked the Young Bucks because the audacity of the Bucks to run out and try and be like, everyone, calm down, hypocrites. They're the biggest stirers in AEW. I've called them the Young Cooks after this week because <laughs> oh. they got shafted. They got played by Don and Kenny. And then mm. they came out after the, the match with the, the the Good Brothers and Kenny and they stopped Moxley getting yeah. it. Why would they do that after being shafted? Because, because... Cooks, that's because, why, Jack. Because, yeah, because they, 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 they... The rules only apply unless it's the Young Bucks. This is in, their, <laughs> this is in character, I think, which is a good thing because it makes you angry at them. I hope it was deliberate anyway. I hope we're not going to see them as the all right ones. I hope there were many get annoyed at them for this. Yeah, I think someone tweeted me last week and said, uh, are we allowed to boo the Young Bucks now? And I'm like, well, I'm booing them. You Why can do whatever you like. Shades of Grey and all that. I'm like, nah, boo. Yeah. Spineless. Spineless, I tell you. Pair of them. Horrible mm. men. Nick as well, not just Matt. Spineless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also nice that they took on Pilmer Jr. and Griff Garrison. And at one point, I swear, because the camera cut, I swear Griff Garrison pinned Carl Anderson. I was like... What? <laughs> and obviously he kicked out. It must have just been me not paying attention. I was a lag in the stream or whatever. But I'm like, well, Griff Garrison just pinned one of them. I was like, this is the craziest, stupidest thing that would ever happen. And it was amazing. I was like, no, it's not going to happen. So it would be funny as hell. Mm. Anyway, we get the Dynamite debut of The Waiting Room. And I was dreading this. Because I'm like, uh, it's the Abraham Washington show for the new generation. And we were all wanting that to come back. I was not expecting Brit to take Cody to task like this and go, so who are you feuding with? 
let's see, it's Team Taz, it's Shaq, it's whoever the hell's involved. You know, who who I actually fume? Have you decided yet? I'm like, oh, I love you, Britt Baker. Make a decision, a good one, not like the one on your neck. Oh. <laughs> Killed. Uh, and then she reveals she has a bonus guest, Jade Cargill, who insults Cody and shoves him. Then Red Velvet runs out to get in Jade's face and they begin to brawl. Various members of the women's locker room join in while a video plays of Thunder Rosa revealing she has a... She was a match? Oh, I guess she has a oh, match with Britt at Beach one, Break. Has, sorry, yeah, has a sorry, match. Sorry, beg your pardon. Uh, Britt refuses to accept this and sods off. Yeah. Highlight of dynamite, this woman. Brick's fantastic, but I feel like she really carried the segment because it was oddly put together. The video package played at a weird time, but Brit was yeah. Brit was on top form. I'm glad that we have clarification now that Shaq is still a thing and Cody and Shaq might still be a thing down the line because before Christmas, Cody had completely forgotten about Shaq and he was flirting with Sting and now that seems to have stopped and Shaq seems to be going again. So good. Some clarification came from this segment at least. Yeah. yeah. And I did not realize during their in-ring segment in her debut that Jade Cargill is taller than Cody or the same height. Like she's, she looked like a, she, she looked like she could batter him in this segment. She's a very intimidating woman. It's great. Yeah. So by Britt doing that and pointing out that Cody is feuding with three or four people, that means Cody's feuding with somebody else now. Hey, so now, now <laughs> poor Cody. He's got Shaq to deal with, Sting, Team Taz. Maybe Darby Allen will not choose sure. And now Britt Baker. He's a busy lad, but Cody. Him. He's like Tommy Vassetti. Everyone's out to get him. Exactly. You need the, the you'll need Snoop Dogg to come out and help him like last week. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a bit of the Go Big show after Dynamite, Did you? Actually. I... Anyway. <laughs> well, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say anything at all. No, it, it had a certain energy about it. It was a good, good charm to it but it was very slow-paced. You know, you watch a talent show, you just want to see the talent, you just want to see the acts, but there was it was very American, there was a lot of build-up, a lot of story, a lot of, like, judges, what do you think? And a lot of banter back and forth. And I just wanted to see loads of people doing mad stuff, but we saw six people do six things. Uh, I know. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm amazed they're still making shows like this. 
I thought it was like a dying genre, but I guess not. What do I know? And despite a brave effort from Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt, FTR beat them with the newly named Big Rig. And I was astonished that they go, oh, wait, it's Jungle Boy and Marco. Oh, uh, this is not going to be a competitive match, to say the least. Way more competitive and uh, efficient than I thought it was going to be. Marco looked incredible for the first time ever, I think. Since joining AEW, can't think of time where he was. And yeah, hell of a match. Was not expecting that at all from a match involving him. I like Marco. Um, he did a sing-song on The Waiting Room on Dark one week, didn't he? He did a little song that he'd written. And he's, he's, oh, he's got, a, he sings like an angel. Lovely little boy. No, not that's so patronising. Why the... <laughs> oh. <laughs> that just slipped out. I don't even... But you know what, I, I, I will always support Marco Stunt no matter what because, you know, I think me and him are the same height, so... I think <laughs> I think he's shorter than you. You think? Oh, you sorry. Can, you sorry. hideous bastard. Sorry, Dave Meltzer's being, on the I'm podcast sorry. this week. I thought you were being serious, I'm sorry. We had Alvarez last week and Matthew and now <laughs> Jack Meltzer's appeared <laughs> Jack, Cody King, feuding with everybody, breathing. Remember the name Bloody of actually play him, not Cody. It was good though because on the Cultaholic Facebook they put the you know the awkward thumbnail between you know us three the debut of the Cultaholic podcast and there's just me in the middle. I'm also by the way to clarify I'm like crouching down a bit. I, I don't know why I thought. Yeah, he's not that much smaller. Yeah, not that much smaller. Yeah, but then people thought like I'm on my tiptoes in that picture, which is like no. Plus, I think it was Adam taking the picture, so that didn't help your cause either. Oh yeah, it's like the camera's up here. You know, great. <laughs> look like we. Oh, I was going to say it looked like we were the cover of a rap album, but that would be from the ground upwards, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They always look down at the camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here's Ross, Jack, and the top of Matthew's head. <laughs> and Serena Deeb retains the NWA women's title after a very technical match. They take on the who's console by Anna J afterwards. Yeah. NWA women's division, way better than AEW zone. Yeah. Liquid wrestling. It was. Yeah. Um, I got a bit... Oh, I got a bit into it on graded this week, I said that while I enjoyed the technical and the smoothness of the match, I felt like it didn't have the snap or the intensity of some of Serena Deeb's other very good matches, but I still enjoyed it on the whole. So it wasn't quite on the same level as like the Thunder Rosa match for me, but it was still mm. good. You know what? I think that's a compliment though, isn't it? Because she's had so many of the good matches. You're like, yeah. you know what? You know. This very good match was only very good. Yeah. That's yeah. how good you are, Serena Deeb. That's, a, that's and, and kind of a compliment. Connie did well as well. Some great pump kicks. She loves a pump kick. I love a good pump kick. Pump kick's good. Mm. Pump kick. Darby Allen retains the TNT title against Brian Cage, despite being absolutely decimated several times over the course of the bout. This was Mike Awesome versus Goth Spike Dudley at its <laughs> finest. Team Taz try to get involved towards the end, but Sting comes out to even the odds, allowing Darby to pin the big man. He didn't really beat him. He survived him. Survive if you can, and he did. I'm convinced now, lads, it's going to take Sting murdering one of Team Taz for the rest of Team Taz to <laughs> beat him up. Because this week, Sting got involved, which ruined the tactics of Team Taz, and he knocked down Ricky Starks. He cost Brian Cage the TNT title, essentially. And they still did nothing. What, what's it going to take for them to do something to Sting? What is it going to take? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point, actually. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, Sting was, coming out yeah. actually doing something. He tried to batter the sexy out of Ricky Starks, but that's going to take him a week. So best of luck there, Sting. 
I need to know what kind of wizardry Ricky Starks is using to keep those espadrilles on his feet when he does physical con- uh, physical combat. Because <laughs> that's the second time now he's been flipping and flying around. Those espadrilles have stayed on somehow. It's incredible. Seekers of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love this match. I thought it was a great episode of Dynamite. The, the main event is probably my match of the year currently in 2020, I'd say. Oh, that's a big claim. Wow. And, uh, but I mean, are, it's I mean, the second week of January, so, you know. I mean, there's already been like three or four different contenders, haven't there, between oh God, New I... Japan and... I think, I don't even think it's Dynamite's best match of the year oh, so far. Phoenix and, put... Phoenix and Omega. Uh, but very yeah. different matches, aren't they? How can you compare, really? And then the New Japan, New Japan had a collection of great matches. Matthew, watch Shingo and Cobb, please. It's fantastic. Okay. Cool. You'll like it, I promise. It's <laughs> it's just two massive lads battering each other. It's great. Oh, well, if you put it like that. Yeah. NXT on the other channel. You click your remote and it goes like that. Candice LeRae opens the show by beating Shoti Blockhart after interviewing with <laughs> Indy Hartwell. Blockhart? <laughs> Shoti Blockhart. There you go. Badly. It's like oh, she's sorry. a man at heart. Blowcard. <laughs> oh. Blow <laughs> sorry. Shortly afterwards, Johnny Gargano beats Dexter Loomis after interference from Austin Theory. Loomis attacks afterwards, but they beat him down until he's saved by Kushida. So those How two was things, this? those two matches didn't happen uh, one after the other, but I put it oh. like that because it was Gargano and Candice. So that yeah. makes sense, Jack. Well done. Um, they were fine, Ross. Uh, yeah, I was suspecting a bit more piss and vinegar from yeah. uh, Shotzi and Candice after, you know, Candice murdered Shotzi's best friend in the entire world, her, her little tank. Yeah. Uh-huh. But she got a new one now. Well, she built a new one. Mm. But she could have oh. saved us all that effort, couldn't she? Maybe she, Or maybe she just likes building tanks. Maybe yeah, that's maybe. What, Yeah, maybe I've just completely misjudged this match altogether. She's a big fan of Scrapyard Challenge. <laughs> oh, what a programme. I can't believe that's never been nominated for the Hall of Fame. Right. I what, was he, what, what was he called with a helmet? Who presented it? Crichton from Red Dwarf. Crichton. Is that what it was? What's oh, it? I don't know his real name. Do you know Red Dwarf? I've got no oh. idea. Not too much. Oh, no. Was it Scrap Heap or Scrap, scrap Heap Challenge? Or scrap scrap heap. heap. Scrap Heap Challenge. Definitely heap. Scrap Heap. Heap Hop? Heap Hop. When I watched it, it was the guy who played Crichton from Red Dwarf. I also love the fact that you don't know Red Dwarf. Uh I've, won, I've I know of it. I've never really. I know it's meant to be great. I'm gonna take the moral high ground though, because I can't remember the guy's real name. <laughs> so presented by right, right. So there's been three presenters ever, but one of them only did the pilot. That was Sally Gray. One of them did series eleven, which was the last series, I think. That was Dick Strawbridge. But from series one to ten, and Matthew, you're gonna kick yourself. It's Robert Llewellyn. Robert there Llewellyn. That's his name. Dick Strawbridge is the guy with a massive mustache, isn't he? He did. The, uh, he looked like on his picture there. Yeah. The, the chateau, the chateau program. He gets uh, chateaus in France and does them up. Oh, for anyone listening. What was scrapyards? <laughs> yeah. No, it's like suissant, suissant room chat. Is that sixty in French? I can't remember from GCSE. Six, 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 six. <laughs> was was scrap <laughs> scrappy challenge must have been fixed because it's like go off and run around the scrap heap find things and build a machine that can jump this gap, right? And then they'd find, like, a motor. And I remember thinking, hmm, has that been planted there by the team? Is this a real scrapyard? Yeah. Does anyone know? I don't know. I was trying to remember if I could do 16 in French. Six, oh. Yeah, what is it? Six, it's like, dis, 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 un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six. Dis, set. Yeah. 
Dieti says for the Spaniards out there. Get in. It's completely. It's amazing yeah. how things just go from your mind, isn't it? Yeah, because I can still do the alphabet. Alphabet. The alphabet in <laughs> shut up in French because the amount of times I did it be repetition, but I never had to use it. See, I so. can remember year four. We had like a competition where you had to put on a performance in French, and we sang the the, the days of the week, and I remember that song. The days like of the I, week. Yeah. Lundi, mardi, mercredi, jeudi, vendredi, samedi, samedi, et dimanche, France, France, France. Oh. France, France, France. That's how I ended. A bit of patriotism at the end of the days of the week yeah. there. <laughs> Lovely. I remember Sartre Farm, pour moi. Sartre Farm, moi, 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 moi. But What's I just liked it. Jack Gasson. Jack Gasson. Is it open yeah. to Jack Gasson? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the various suitcases. adverts as well. It's, it's a pretty cool song. But yeah, we didn't do any. Oh, I wish I did that one because I definitely remember it to this day. We didn't sing any did. Ferrer Jacques. We because uh, I was in the weird it. class that did German instead of French, but then Spanish later on. We did. We we listened to a song that was meant for kids, really, but we were like teenagers, and it was about this crocodile called Schnappy, das kleine Krokodil, who lived in. Ich wohne in Ägypten und das ist auf dem Nil. I live in Egypt and that's on the Nile. I remember bits of that as well. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like a cool song, actually. I don't know what the point of it was, but yeah. I was seeing this new program in Denmark, by the way, for the kids, about the, the, the fellow with the longest dick in the world. What? And how his, his long dick keeps getting him in precarious situations. This not, isn't not true. Like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and there's, there's a picture, I, was very, uh, I think it was in the Times paper. The Times? On, on the website, sorry. And there's, there were screenshots from the show, and I'm sure there's one picture where the fella's got his knob tied to some balloons and he's floating away with his long dick attached to the balloons. Guys, I found the, I found the Guardian article if you want me to read an excerpt from it. Yeah. Oh, please do. <laughs> we'll get back to NXT shortly, I promise. No one cares. Denmark launches children's TV show about man with giant penis. Mm-hmm. That's the headline. John Dillamand has an extraordinary penis. That's the first line of the article. So extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. The Danish equivalent of the BBC, DR, has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds about John Dillamond, the man with the world's longest penis, who overcomes, <laughs> who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. Unsurprisingly, the series has provoked debate about what good children's TV should and should not contain. Bloody hell... I reckon a, a cartoon with a fellow with a massive willy stealing ice cream from kids is probably one of those things. Is the screenshots on that article as well? Yeah. Turn it round and show Matthew. It's oh, amazing. No. <laughs> if you listen to this on should audio... We, should we show this on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get away with it. Oh, God. Come on, going to think, that doesn't sound that bad. It's like aimed at 48-year-olds. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm out, I'm out. I'm how, out. Do I, how do I... Oh, no, I was going to say, how do I enlarge in this? I don't want to... Playing the role of the knob is uh, uh, Robert Llewellyn, who's known for the Scrapyard <laughs> Challenge. There he is. Oh, my goodness. He did man. have a big helmet on there, didn't he? Oh. Hey. There he is. Oh, Christ. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just lighting the barbecue, Matthew. Look, that's how everyone does it with a long willy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good three years. Denmark, yeah. <coughs> hey. hey, you know what? That was black and yellow. Like NXT. 
Finn Balor, who also has a massive knob, is attacked by the brand, <laughs> but is saved by Kyle O'Reilly and the other members of the Undisputed Era. They have a tense stare down afterwards. Eyes up, Kyle. Eyes up. Uh, yeah, so that feud's still happening. I've got written in my notes here that Finn holds his microphone really weird. He's trying to be... Really weird. Really, really, really weird. Really weird. Ross, get your brain off that show, man. How does he hold it? Had it up there this week, didn't he? He was speaking into it like that. Hello, like there, he's I'm spitting some bars. Oh, he's badass and middle-aged and cool. <laughs> well, we can relate. Uh, <laughs> creepy Zaylee squashes a jobber and continues the assault after the abel because her mysterious leader told her to. Ooh. She's creepy, isn't she? Yeah, it's the, lead, the leader, not the not Zaylee. Oh. Both of them. Both creepy. Yeah. <laughs> We have three Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic matches to talk about. The Grizzled Young Vets defeat... Oh, Ever-Rise. Oh, yeah, I know. I like Ever-Rise. But then, finally the mystery revealed. Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas face a mystery team named MSK, who are revealed to be the Rascals. The lads win, obviously. And they have the same surnames, for whatever reason, as the lads from Rush Hour. Oh, I've forgotten them. I thought they'd be down here, so I didn't bother to write them down. Well, isn't one of them just called Wesley? Wesley and uh, is it Carter? I'm guessing here. So, Wesley. I don't know. Maybe yep. maybe he's a big fan of Rush Hour, and who can blame them? Well, I mean, yeah, Wesley. Yeah, Carter and Lee. There we go. So Wesley's not a very good name, though, is it? It's least, an NXT name, Jack. At least it's not Tyler Rust. <laughs> it's worse than I'm going to put my cards on the table. I think it's worse than Tyler Rust. No way. Yeah, Wesley. His second Wesley. name's Rust. It's, yeah, yeah. That is a good point. Yeah. I'm Tyler Limescale. <laughs> Rust, <laughs> evokes, Rust evokes a certain Street Fighter element, though. Tyler Rust, he's hanging out in Scrappy Challenge. In the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting slowly eroded and discoloured over time. Yeah. But because he's built like an Instagram model anyway, it just means the commenters go, ah, Rust in his name, but not in his style. Fair Aww. one. Fair one. Every single match he has. Uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong take on Brizango. Doesn't seem fair, to be honest with you. The brand attack Ola Riley on the outside, and Pete Dunne smashes his face in the guardrail. Cole and Strong still manage to fight off Brizango and win, but O'Reilly is hurt. That doesn't sound like NXT. <laughs> well, uh, so is hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody being hurt that they pushed oh. the main event I tell you um, what though they had me going because I thought Brizango were going to bring it home bring wrestling home but no one super kick later a big one at that to be fair uh, they won didn't they the Undisputed Era I yeah. go on go on sorry no I was just going to repeat myself like I always do it's fine <laughs> I reckon that this is the start of Pete Dunne's rise to become NXT champion is that is that a leap to make, or do you reckon he is the next champ? Yes, I do. Because mm. mm. Finn Balor's only held it because he uh, said Tyler Breeze there because Pete Dunne hasn't yet. Or whatever that promo was he cut this week. Yes, and also Balor's only holding it because Karrion Cross got injured as well. But he's mm. held it for a while now. I think they've done all right with him. They've done well. He's had some good matches and that. But I really want to see Pete Dunne win it. I think that'd be good. I'm wanting Kyle. Yeah, I want, yeah, Kyle as well, if he was involved. But he's hurt his face. Oh, no. He's definitely broken his jaw. Like, he had blood in his mouth and he was holding his jaw. He's definitely broken his jaw. Oh. Definitely. Because, <laughs> you know, Finn, he broke his jaw. But now Kyle, he broke his jaw. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the jaws have been broken. That sets up the the fixed jaw on a pole match. <laughs> oh, At I NXT, forgot. Uh, I don't know. What are they going to rip off? 
NXT this Tuesday in Texas <laughs> next week. I forgot that I was going to mention this actually when we talk about Raw. What's with all the blindings in in WWE on the main roster over the past year or so? Because last year we had the horror show at Extreme Rules where Mysterio got blinded. In that feud also, Alistair Black got blinded. Yeah. And did did Rollins as well? No. Was it just the two of them eventually? Lots of people tried to blind each other a lot of times, though, in that feud. And now, Randy Orton looks like he's been blinded as well. And if he shows up on Raw next week and can't see, man, then I'm going to be really confused. Just big fans of the podcast, aren't they? Mm. Can it say, man? We've exposed WWE to Biker Grove. They've become hooked yeah. on Biker Grove, which, of course, is available on American Netflix. And now we're <laughs> doing this. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one of those like dodgy BuzzFeed lists. Americans are scoving Biker Grove and they're going crazy over it. <laughs> hey, their accents are funny. Look at that guy's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be good though. Like paintballing bookings go up 300% now that Biker <laughs> Grove is on Netflix. If Randy Orton gets his revenge on Alexa Bliss by shooting her in the face with a paintball gun, <laughs> that's when we'll know. <laughs> he can't say that. It's so good. It's just, Randy posing like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was This Week in Wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, well, let's have a little rummage in the mailbag. Number one, a belated Happy New Year to you, lads. Happy New Year. Been a long-time fan of all you boys for a while now. Discovering Jack and Ross during the name-redacted days around the same time that I started to watch Botchamania. So seeing the worlds collide with this podcast all those years later was a lovely treat and is the highlight of my Friday night in brackets. How sad. Oh, hey, no. I'll tell you what isn't the highlight of my week, though, and that is watching some of the current day wrestling entrances. Which brings me to my question. Who do you think has the worst entrance in wrestling in the current era? Or of all time, if no one comes to mind... For me, oh, here we go. It has to be Kenny Omega before he turned heel with his stupid dancing broom ladies and his little skinny arms in his tunnel silhouette. Isn't this guy supposed to be cool? No. Maybe I misread the whole thing and it's supposed to be dorky, but it did my head in every week in Dynamite. Thanks for everything, lads. Take care. Lewis from Manchester. Cheers, well, Take care yourself, Lewis. I mean... This is the podcast of Friday night. It's one of the few things you can do in Manchester right now. So hope yeah. you're doing all right there, pal. But Lewis is making a valid point there about Kenny Omega, and it's one of the little the little criticisms we have at AW, because, you know, cha-ching, that they do rely on or expect people to know every single little background detail about the main people involved, or they watch BTE every week. Whereas Lewis, being what we like to call a normal individual, Watches Kenny Omega nerding it up like this big stupid prawn sandwich, and then going, "Am I supposed to cheer this dork?" And the answer's kind of yes, but no, but yes. So sometimes do you nothing with AEW. If you watch that promo of Kenny Omega's on Impact, I've seen him said this before on the podcast in the not too distant past. He's on about I collected all those comic books when I was a kid. Now I'm collecting all those world titles. He's an inspirational babyface for nerds worldwide. I'm telling you. <laughs> True. But not everyone sees themselves as a nerd, even if they are a nerd. So sometimes seeing yourself represented can be a negative thing. You're like, I don't want to cheer this guy on principle. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, that philosophical debate out of the way. Who do you think has the worst entrance in wrestling in the current era? Worst entrance? That is a good question. 
in the current era. I tell you, just a generalisation. AEW. I don't know if this is just be me being uh, like conditioned by years of watching WWE, but I want to see like pyro specific to the superstar and not just a general pyro just for pyro's sake. If that makes any sense. Okay. That's what I want to see change in AEW for the better. Sting's got the snow. Sting's got the snow. There's a starting point. But everyone else just gets the jet. Some people get fire. Some people get the random pyro. I want to see specific pyro to the to, and I said to the superstars, to the professional wrestlers in AEW. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. On WWE, I would say not a specific thing, but the fact. And if I'm sorry to ruin this, if you never noticed this before, but every tag team, regardless of gender or brand, if they're the baddies, they have the same thing where they come out. Oh, One, no. two, three, stop, stop at the ramp, do a little pose at the exact same time, synchronously. One, two, three. One, two, three, mm. hit the ring. It, wherever it's shown, it's the exact same every time. And it almost looks like the, they're using entrances from the video games because of how weird, they, similar the animation is every single time. That I hate. The lack of individuality. Fair enough. That's a good shot. Have you guys noticed that? Or was it me being silly? Uh, yeah, now now that you've... Now that you've said it, Go yeah. back and watch it. Make a little note there and your little notepad that I know you have next to you every podcast. They're all Nia Jax once they're heel tag teams. Yeah. And uh, worst ones of all time. I mean, I can't really think... It's oh, a good question. Any entrances that made you go, that's bloody awful, that. Tell you what I saw on Reddit. I got so excited, but then I realised that... I read the comments and realised that it wasn't as exciting as it seemed. Right. It was like, no one... Oh, just for the first time today, saw the Shockmaster's second appearance... Yeah. And he falls down the steps and just crashes into the guardrail. And I thought that was the best. I was like, oh my God, he's done it again. In the comments, apparently it was on purpose. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, very briefly they, they went, well, what else can we do with this? You know, it's a shark master. Let's make that his gimmick. Yeah. And uh, it's good because of the commentary. I'm not sure, I didn't see that because I've already seen it before, but he's watching a match and then some of the people come in and beat him down. So Shockmaster's like, I better help. So he takes out the guardrail. And Jesse Ventura comes and goes, he fell again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I don't think I watched it with the sound on. So all I saw was just him barreling down and then it's a good fall. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But it was staged. I got worked yet again. I'll say worst entrance because well, we have to watch this every week on SmackDown now with Tom Campbell, just saying. Uh, right to censor and that bloody alarm. Oh, that was a point. I know, but I'm going to have to watch that every week now <laughs> and be reminded of the, the alarm. But you never want to hear at the best of times is the bloody alarm going off. Fair enough. I got worked. I, I remember one of, um, one of Godfather's ladies getting put through a table by maybe the Godfather, one of right to censor. No, by someone. Once they turned heel. And she said on an episode of Raw or Smackdown backstage in her hospital bed, I'll soothe her. And then the word got bleeped out. And I was like, seven. And I was like, what's this? What word's been said there? Only now do I realise it was probably the C word. But it was a mystery for me that that's endured all this time. What? So she said the C word? Well, they bleeped it. They, they, they censored it because it was like, now we'll go to Jonathan Coachman going to visit her in hospital earlier this day. Yeah. So it was like, an, it wasn't as live. It was like an earlier thing. Right. I'll sue the, maybe it was just prick or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or bitch. It would probably, knowing WWE, it would be bitch. Yeah. If it was AW Dynamite, they would have heard it. They would have heard it. 
Yeah, and then the censor would come after. Yeah. And Jonathan Coker would have said something, that would have been censored. They didn't yeah, censor anyway. it all this week, did they? We heard in the in the promo package for Cajun Derby, he said S and B. Oh. oh. I love that tag team. <laughs> Hello, how's everyone's day going? By the time the podcast airs, it will be my 21st birthday. Which means Happy birthday. Only... Happy, Happy bloody birthday. Which means not only can I legally buy a little bit of the bubbly, but I also share my birthday with the best wrestler in the world. I'm not typing all that. Shane McMahon. <laughs> my question, is there a wrestler you share a birthday with? Have a great day and enjoy every moment of life. Oh, what a lovely message. Uh, from Kamal from Georgia. P.S. Thanks, Kamal. Mafu, I know I said this on Twitter, but I'll say it again. The old-timey commentary is hilarious. Bloody hell, I forgot about that. What's that? Me and Tom one time watching uh, to be review with Austin and Triple H in 99. No Mercy, I think. And we were just bored at that point, a bit tired. So we started talking like if it was... what well, This would have sounded like if it was in the 20s. Oh, right. And it went off on one. And it's one of these things. Me and Tom will just... Me and Tom will, Me and Tom just go off on one sometimes. And it works really well when it does. Like, You're it's crazy. Be Kane what are you like? I love him. Cat. He's just one of those people that you want to rise up to his level. Honestly, since since Pachi's been doing all of these extra streams, I've been covering a lot of the morning news, apart from on a Thursday. And uh, Tom is excellent. I always think like I'm going to have to drag myself out of bed to do this news video. I'm going to be tired and miserable. And Tom's so positive all the time that it just becomes really easy. Just perk you right up. Brilliant. The, co- the yeah. cocaine. Get on the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, yeah, be positive like Kamal from Georgia there. So we've done some prep here. I've got my birthday in front of you. Ross, you want to go first? Yeah, I do, because I'm going to blow you both away. We're going to have a bit of a competition now, everybody. See who's got the best wrestlers, who they share a birthday with, and I'm going to kick things off. Now, Ross is very keen for this, which makes me think he's got a good one. I've got the best selection. Oh, no. I've got four. Four wrestlers were born oh. on August, August the 2nd, right? First off, kicking things off with Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh, oh, that's a big one. Then we're ramping things up even further with Austin Theory. <laughs> then I've got <laughs> Ta- Takayuki Izuka from New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Whoa. And then I've got Don, Don E. Allen from the old ECW days. <laughs> TNT champion, Donny Allen. Donny Allen, oh, yeah. Don E. Allen. <laughs> Was that it? That, 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 that's me awesome foursome there. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> Come on, guys. Can you can you beat that? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, I can. But no, I don't know if I can, actually. I I've got can. <laughs> October the 1st, I've got three. I've got Curtis Axel, uh, Robbie E. Whoa. And... And it says here he was born in 1979, so that's a mistake. Hector Guerrero, who almost certainly wasn't born, wasn't born in 1979. Hector, yeah, he was old. Yeah, eleven years old. It's a company. It's the guy. Yeah, just a kid. <laughs> oh right, yeah. He's Anyways. no, he was born in 54, but they did get the date right. It is, it is the first of October. So there's my great trio there: Robbie E, Curtis Axel, and the Gobbledygooker. Wow. Um, well, I've only got one, and that is. The Glamazon Beth Phoenix. That's a good one. I'm happy with that. To be that's honest the best. With you. The, the best one we've probably said so far. That's right. She has a bad back from carrying the women's division all those years. Mm. So good. Glad she's in the Hall of Fame. I have nothing negative to say about her. Gutted. Yeah. You're gutted, are you? Gutted. Well, you guys had such uh, amazing picks. 
Uh, uh, yeah, what a lovely idea, seeing who birthday you share. Let us guys, know in the comments down below, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do the YouTube, isn't it? <laughs> right, I've got nothing to say here. <laughs> right. Uh, hello, gentle folk. After Big Daddy Goldberg has made his ritual six-month trip down from his cave in the mountains back to WWE, and of course there has this been this negative reaction from fans because he's back in the main event. This got me thinking, who from the current roster would you like to see take a six- to nine-month break and come back fresh with a new push or even new gimmick and be put straight into the main event? Personally, I would love to see Nakamura take some time away and come back to challenge a top heel champion. A bit of fantasy booking, but imagine a big heel champion is cooking a promo about how great they are. Lights go out, and then Nakamura's face music starts with full guitar slash violin riff and strobe lights like his NXT debut. Brother love level of a pop. <laughs> anyway, I've been Matt from the mailbag. I love you, bye. And I imagine this was sent before SmackDown. Yeah, Cause maybe. I always got what you wanted there. But I like the idea of someone sodding off and come back with a new package, because that's how... <laughs> Uh, I know what I said. You've been watching Danish TV? No. But this could work very well for Cesaro, I think. He's at the level of credibility and respect among so many fans. But I think the one thing that would help him was just going away for a bit and make you appreciate what you had for so long. And then him coming back and going, right, that's it. I'm taking that title. I speak five languages. I can sing that crocodile song about the one in Egypt. Uh-huh. And the days of the week in French, and I'm coming to beat you for the title. He was my pick, Matthew. He was mine. I'm oh, sorry. Well, Damn he it. Was, he wasn't mine, so you've got time to think, Jack. Oh. Go on then. Mine's Corbin. Oh. Get Corbin away, get that <coughs> king gimmick off him, and have him come back. Because I think he's really interested in me when you follow him on Instagram, and he's got his own little personal Instagram account that isn't his, like his wrestler one. And he has all of the fine meats inside of his house. He's got a nice big <coughs> dog. He collects all these weird things like human skulls and like dark disturbing stuff like that and he's got all of his watches he just seems like a really his watches sorry he's, it's, he oh, seems no. like a really interesting guy just thinking out, yeah. oh, no. hey. bloop, 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 he bloop, seems bloop, like bloop, a bloop, bloop, bloop. a really interesting guy outside nice. of the wrestling um, he's got all this stuff going on in his life and I think there's a something to tap into there rather than because I think you know I, I said this on the I think it was the the, the culty awards oh, of 2018 no. oh god Matthew we're going to have to fill in gone again haven't I he seems like he's bloody lovely and great and I love him Matthew he's and Jack. Shade to the great. Tio Espria. <laughs> yes. He's there, he's there, he's in. What he's a great there. point, Ross. My internet connection is unstable as I'm sat here in the office all alone. <laughs> Where did I get up to there before I cut out? I was speaking Tino, to myself you're, there. you're comparing him to Tino Espria. Yes. Sorry, that was Matthew. That was Matthew doing your... We've made up <laughs> stuff you said. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say then. I, I was speaking to myself there for a bit. He could use a break, Baron Corbin. Yeah. Why is the internet so bad in the office when I'm on my own? Dunno. Dunno. Bloody students around about. I think people are attacking your Wi Fi. I hope not. It's the office's should... private connection. I should point out I'm not you think. I'm not just blaming the students because they they live around the office. I'm not just going bloody students. I'm not one of them, you know. It's alright. Um They are Corbin... intimidating though. Intimidating? <laughs> Aye. Before. Do you know get intimidated when you walk to Tesco on your own and you you, you stood there feeling like you're fully, you know, twenty eight years old. That gets 
that I think that explains the difference to me and you because I get intimidated not by the students but by the um by the locals instead. <laughs> so yeah, I what I was gonna say was I accidentally so when when the lockdown the first lockdown first hit, me and Owen went into the office one night to look like we were gonna rob the place basically to take all our equipment back to work from home. And we turned up and we're there with like just sacks and we're just putting stuff into bags and that. And and this was around, I want to say, when did the lockdown happen? The first one, March? I think I went home on March the 17th. Right. That's weird then because this, this girl wasn't a new fresher then. She was just confused. She walked past the door of our office, saw me, made, with the hat on and a coat and that, made putting a computer into a bag and went, do you know where the laundry room is? And I went, no, no, I don't, sorry. And she'd walked off looking quite like she'd just seen something weird. And it's just because she'd, I remember she'd walk past and turn and look and saw me and Owen just mid like. No, it's because like you look like a student and Owen looks like he's 12 and you didn't know where the laundry room is. Even though you're clearly students living at the student accommodation. That's what's happened there. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, though. If you do something enough confidence, you've got those high-vis jackets on, you used to be like, yeah, it's stealing computers. Goes, yeah, yeah, I'm studying uh, psychology. Like, I... oh, studying whatever's on the hard drives of these computers that are in my bag. Hey. Ricochet, by the way, is my answer for someone who needs a break and to come back revamped. Oh, well, good news for that, isn't it? Was it the speculation online currently? Is that it? hasn't signed or re-signed? I thought it was Riddle. Not him as well. Really? Wow. Mm. Ooh. Don't blame him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 no. Bless him. Mm. Question number four. Ooh, a rare foursome. Hello, Matthew, Jack, and Ross. I was watching back from some of the first few episodes of the podcast. Oh, dear. Oh, and my. I noticed it was the third year anniversary of the first episode of the podcast on the 12th of January. Sorry about that. If anyone were going to bring up the, pod- uh, the podcast on the mailbag, I would have brought it up at the start. Those were some what, great did you know epi- that? Did you know that by yourself? Uh, yeah, it was on the Cultaholic Facebook page. Oh. The wow. Cultaholic fans, I should say. Sorry. It's weird because sometimes I don't like obsessively look at it. Sometimes I'm just doom scrolling, as they call it, and then I'll see me and I'll be like, oh, God, what have I done now? Uh, I saw a comment on it the other day that was like, guys, sorry, don't want to sound like a huge mark, but who's Jack? And I was like, what? how have you found this page? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched every episode of the podcast. Who is Jack? <laughs> don't, don't want to sound like... I think he must have just thought it was some kind of wrestling meme group. Or something. He's like, sorry guys, don't want to sound like a huge mark. <laughs> That's awesome. <coughs> Those are some great episodes where you guys were all, <laughs> we all, guys all stood around one table to share the microphone. <laughs> Awesome's the word to use for them. <laughs> Bless you. I had forgotten that the title of the podcast was not the big question. Episode oh, yeah. one was called Hashtag Woken Matt Hardy is Half Pregnant. Nice. Oh, they're all like quotes from the podcast. God, that's a if just an absurd if, title for a YouTube video, isn't it? You know what? If views were no had no bearing and, t- and SEO and searchability and everything had no bearing on anything, I would love for it to go back to that. The silly titles. I've been thinking about this a lot this week as we're publishing twelve news videos a day. Imagine being one of those YouTubers who can publish one video a day or even one video every few days and still have a job. Imagine being one of them. Well, I guess that's why there's not that, actually that many of them. Because wow. um, yeah. it's hard to be popular. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <coughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a guilty sneeze. Uh, now that it's been three years since the podcast began, 
What's been your favourite highlights, such as best moments for the Hall of Fame, mailbag, etc.? Also, Ooh. was one thing you could change if there is anything you would change at all? Congrats and three years of the Colloid Wrestling Podcast. I've been listening since episode one. A big love to you guys. Oh, of course. Who else? <laughs> Stephen. Sure, say on three. Stephen. One, two, three. Skodes. Skodes. Fantastic. <laughs> three ways of saying it correctly. Thank you, Stephen. It is the people. Stephen. Skodes. Well, Stephen, radio edit. It's people like yourself, and there's many people. We single out you. Just one example of the fine people that have been following Call the Holic. On the YouTube, on the Twitch, on the Acast, on the podcast, on the Triple Jump, on everything else the colleague's been doing with such enthusiasm has brought out a new side to me that I didn't think was there. Oh. Being a miserable get, which is Pochamania, where I assumed everybody was a hate-filled little person like myself. It turns out I was you know, half correct, but there are obviously some helpful, nice people out there as well. So, favourite moments, though? Oh, God. I mean... the When you fell into the wall... Yes, I was trying to say anything but that, but I guess that still sticks in years later. When woof, woof, moo, moo. I wasn't there for woof, woof, moo, moo. I still oh. don't really understand what it is. Don't mm. worry. Okay. When you smashed the can at your own head, Matthew. And you yes, is it all highlights for me? All right. Uh, Ross <laughs> showing his power. The soul. You know how Tony Khan bought out Tarzan Boy for the rice just because he's a millionaire and that's a flex? Ross showing his popularity flex by get, trying to get his trousers in twice. Is that popularity yeah. flex, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it nearly works. So I'm like, all right. Bro. Uh, Not saying like, I'm bigger than you, Matthew, but currently my clothes I, are more popular than you. I've got to... Everyone always mentions whenever this sort of thing gets brought up, everyone always mentions my story about my old schoolmate who had an epileptic fit, which I now regret I forgot about that. I now regret <laughs> laughing at that, obviously. No, 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 no. No. Because I'm not laughing at people who suffer from epileptic fits. I'm just, it was the teacher who didn't believe him and thought he was messing about. <laughs> Went, James, stop it. It was really weird. Yeah, um, story time with Jack. Well, Ross missed, Ross missed the best story of them all, which was the oh, um, yes. the back of the car, the bag one. But never mind. That was, my, that was my finest hour on the podcast. It sounds like a hoot. Oh, it was, Ross. It was. <laughs> The, the concept one-liners Ross has come up with over the years and he's just I've, I've been there like well yeah and here's what I think and then you know in uh, 1927 Lutez did a thing and then Ross is like this was great because I said this I'm like oh that's what I'm supposed to be like uh, oh, another okay, highlight great. has been Pachiti Lengthgate that sounds wrong but <laughs> yes. basically Pachiti telling us stop lads condense synthesize and then Pachiti comes on <laughs> four hour podcasts yeah yeah. He's the size of Denmark's favourite animated character. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'd like to hear what other people's opinions are, because it's obviously weird what we see and what we think is good and what the people who listen and pull up with us every week think is good. The live one in Vegas as well. Because people actually I did, love that. People actually did the Join Our Cult thing at the end of your song at the start. Couldn't believe that it worked. It's weird, isn't it, when you go from just looking at numbers on a screen to seeing people actually in front of you. It's crazy. That was so nice. It was nice. And and we played that game of uh, Reese's Pieces where we chopped up the things. and uh, Yeah. Because it was supposed to be the mashed potato thing, wasn't it? That was Some a different thing. Idea. That was for our show with Stephen Larson, I think. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have a competition to see who could sculpt 
a nice. <laughs> I've just got Marilyn Manson off both selector in my head just now. I kind of get it out. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to sculpt. What were they going to sculpt out mashed potato? It was. It was you and Sam. Me and Sam were going to sculpt because you had just done straight to hell with Stephen Larson. Then me and Sam came on and did it. This show was quite thrown together, if you can't tell. Um, me and Sam came on and we ended up drawing. It was like Pictionary, sort of. But who did the best? So like Steve or Larson, who were both such pros. Like we get on stage and start going, kill the holly, got any, got any Reese's Pieces? Stephen Larson come on with very composed American charisma. Start going, hi there, we're Stephen Larson. And it's just like they're natural presenters. And then they come on. They give me and Sam an object to draw. So for example... What we had to both draw Chris Brooks holding Jonathan Gresham like a baby. Yes. Because one's very tall and one's very short. And then the best picture would um, would win. I won, and then Sam got chopped. Oh, I got him good then. Oh. Whoa. Good. I tell you. I tell you. I did. I got him good. Uh, I'll tell you what a highlight is for me, though. It's just how. I don't want to say it's got good, but how much better it is than it was at the start. Right, that's a real highlight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a yeah. genuine. That's a genuine one. <laughs> yeah. The genuine feeling of improvement is always nice. Yeah, it is um, nice, isn't it? We I'm should put so... that on one time someone's Twitch. We should put that first episode on, and we should just no, all laugh and no, no, no. Yes, we no, should. Oh, no, we'll no. we'll have to do that as a yeah. live stream one day. Oh, uh, I always enjoy doing the culties and the ones towards the end of the year. Like there was the one where we popped the firework. What was that for? Hundred episodes. Some of that, yeah. Yeah, and we got a bit drunk. Oh, and my mum made an appearance. Uh, she knackered because she wanted me to cut out the bit where she went, I did the entrance, if you like, a lot, and then she wanted me to cut out the bit where I grabbed and went, all right, get out, you old bat. Um, <laughs> so it was just this weird, weird intro where it's this old, oh, this woman um, doing a little dance. Oh, oh my no. God, I'm dead. I'm absolutely dead. My right, well, sound me cut out the out will. There. I missed that. No, he just I, nearly I, said a word and then stopped himself. No, no, no. Oh. I, it's, I, I said there's this old woman and that's... Your mum doesn't look old. You can't... Look, I think Jack, she when you get very, to my age, you'll appreciate it. I think she looks very young. Stay 20. Um, but, yeah, she just did that, and then it cut to, like, the fireworks, and people were like, what the... Was she a celebrity or something? Was, people knew who that she was. She off the telly. Matthew, she looks like you. There were a lot of comments saying, well, you can definitely tell who that is, yeah. Yeah. You, you're definitely her son. Right. That's what I should have said, not that she looks like you. Yeah, she... Oh. That's how it works. <laughs> What's funny is, I'll be briefly the top topic with mum, but it's funny is because I've got her nose, but she had surgery to have that shrunk. Is she so going to be all right with... People are like, where, where did this come from? So. Is she going to be all right with you telling this story? Nah. But she doesn't oh. watch this. She doesn't watch two hours into it. I thought she watched Wait until it. you get a text message next week. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, oh, she had a crap, scrappy challenge when I'm out. Anyway. Yeah. Please let us know what you think. And again, thank you very much for carrying on with us and putting up with us when we weren't very good to where we're better. You can't say it's good, can you? I know, that's right. It's it's not good, but it is better. I feel like (laughs) we were getting there. I feel like we were getting towards being good before lockdown. And then we had to relearn a lot. That's a fair thing to say, Jack. Those were the questions for the mailbag this week. If you have any other thoughts, opinions, or whatever's on your mind, to be honest with you, at this rate, because not not much good on the telly, please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. 
There was fear there. You froze for a second. I was trying not to look at you in the corner of your eyes because you go on, go on, get it wrong again. No, I wasn't. Go on. It was like you were clean through for an open goal, but you took it slightly too wide, but you just squeezed oh. it in anyway. Beautiful oh. analogy. Jack and Owen's football manager stream every, every Wednesday. Reese's Pieces, and I would like to clarify that. Yes, they were delicious, all those Reese's I got last week. Yum, yum, yum. Obviously, I shared them with um, the rest of the lads. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, I can't, begrud- I can't begrudge you that. You once dropped a cheesecake off at my front door just because. It was very kind of you. Yes. So I you had two, and Owen answered. I went, well, one of them's for Jack. So Owen didn't like it, cheesecake in the end. So I asked if anyone wanted it in the office, but obviously everyone had gone home because of lockdown. So Pachiti was, I was like, you still going, Pachiti? Ross works in the other building, but just ended up having two cheesecakes. Yeah, yeah Pachiti was like, good. It's the first thing I've had of sustenance <laughs> since those lollipops. All from... <laughs> anyway, we love you, Pachiti. Hope you're well. Reese's Pieces. Wow, look at this little message we've got here. Hi, guys. Following a recent series of rather disgusting events, I was reminded of my favorite childhood wrestling memory. Oh, God, where's this going? I got bitten right on the joint of my finger by a cat with a particularly nasty mouth at work. Being a vet nurse, a nip here and there doesn't tend to cause a problem, but this one was nasty in severity and rankness, so I managed to get antibiotics in me as soon as I could. Good job, really, as it swelled to twice the size and had to release the pressure of a considerable amount of purulent material. Oh. Well, being awkward with allergies, I've ended up on a not-so-desirable combination course of antibiotics. The one makes me vomit within a couple of hours of taking it. Ah, uh, the one that makes me vomit, right, I see. Anywho's, on Saturday, I took my sister food shopping for the fam, and after a bit of nausea, I felt okay, so I braved it. As soon as I got to Aldi, the nausea started again, hoping and praying to any entity that may or may not exist that there was a loo. There was... And I made it, yay. With my sister hoping I didn't enhance the fresh fruit and veg, we was reminded of when I was around nine and WCW toured, I think the NEC. My mum, sister and I went shopping in town and went for lunch in the food hall at what used to be the pavilions of Birmingham. Well, lunch didn't agree with me, so off I ran to the loos. The toilet entrance used to have this red pleather padding on the walls. Well, I decorated that with my lunch. <clears throat> After I embarrass- embarrassingly should say, snuck past the cleaner who was trying not to add to it back to my mum, we left pretty quickly once outside I was going to blow again my mum threw a bag at me head in the bag, putting Regan from the Exorcist to shame, I get that reference only to find out that the bag had holes at the bottom Follow my artistic amesis in town we went home with Whoa, me being word, Jesus. I mean that's, wow <clears throat> With me being incredibly upset as I promised to go see if I could see the wrestlers enter or leave as we weren't the most well-off of families, understood we couldn't go in. As the day went on, I felt better and my family took me to wait around for any sightings. There I was with my signs and autograph book looking all hopeful. My dad started walking towards the queue and was assured it was okay and was just to get a closer look. As we got closer to the door, the tickets came out and I cried so much of happiness and excitement. Eventually, I was calmed down, got in, and like a lost puppy, followed my mum and dad to our seats and cried again when I realised we were two blocks from the ring. 
I remember that Disco Inferno acknowledged in one of my signs, go home, your village is missing their idiot. I know, savage I was. Conan giving me a high five, that nearly took my hand off. Scott Steiner legitimately scaring me and missing my favourite of my youth, Vampiro Sentence, because nature called. So I begged and pleaded to buy a plastic Vampiro mask, complete with braids, which I used to scare many of people over the coming years and has hung on my bedroom wall until it died. Which leads me to my question. What the must? WCW wrestlers or a selection of my favourite animals that I have the pleasure of nursing. Bloody hell. Hold on. Stop there. Let's break yeah, this I'm down. Yeah, sorry. I need a break. <laughs> now, how have they... Did this person mention at the start that they, they were a veterinary nurse at the start? Of they the did because they said the cat bit them, which is part of the course when you're a vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we've got through this story. Lovely story. The surprise with the tickets and everything. But there was so much bodily fluid in that story. There was blood. There was vomit. Several trips to the toilet all the way through. I don't quite know what we've just listened to. I think they just want to tell the story. And I yeah, appreciate yeah, that. fair. And they've crafted it around a Reese piece. They have. I, okay. I do like the people who send these messages and go, look, I don't care about the podcast. I just want to share the story. I so, like the ones... Go on. Now, this person's clearly trying to disguise that a little bit, which is fine, which is totally fair enough. But I've got a certain admiration for the ones who go, all right, lads, my mate has just copped off with his own cousin. Is that all right? Oh, <laughs> I just love that. that. I just love those sort of ones. I think what, quickly though, <laughs> that was a highlight of the podcast. The saga. Oh, uh, the yeah. mega powers saga. <laughs> oh. So, that convoluted, disgusting story aside, <laughs> Reese's Pieces, and we have to choose between an animal and a WCW wrestler. Okay. Ross could go first. Jack go second. I'll go last. Lash LaRue or a ferret? Ferret. Um, Lash LaRue. Ferrets are weird, man. I like both, but Lash LaRue is underrated. Fair enough. Vampiro or a skunk? And it says here, they are actually adorable. Vampiro is adorable as well. Yeah, Vampiro is really cute. And I like his music a lot. Not the not that not ACDC. I like his original Pearl Jam music. I'm sure Vampire and a Skunk smelled the same after he farted during Triple Mania. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Vampire. Do you really think he did? Like the ring breaking on Raw, it's real until someone proves it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> the wall or a sassy budgie? A sassy budgie? Um probably the wall, brother. I like the idea of a sassy budgie, not gonna lie. Kevin Nash or a bull mastiff? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, I'm allergic to dogs. A bull mastiffs are great, but can they get paid several grand to get interviewed by someone whilst eating lasagna? I cannot believe that Ross has gone for the the wrestler there, not not the animal. I mean, when big sex is in the equation, there's only one outcome, isn't there, really? You like dogs more than... I do like dogs, but a bull mastiff's not really too high on my okay. pecking order of dogs. Fair enough. <laughs> We're going to love this one. Juventud Guerrero or a chinchilla? A chin... Oh, no, Hoovy, the juice. Despite being allergic to dogs, I'm going to choose the dog. <laughs> a, ch- a, chin- a chinchilla's not a dog, by the wait, way. Wait, what's a chin... Wait, 
Well, sorry, a chinchilla. Chinchilla is like a little rat thing with. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I'm what thinking of a chihuahua. A chihuahua. No, I'm thinking of a chihuahua. Yeah. Okay, what's a chinchilla? It's like a little rat squirrel. Like thing. a little rat squirrel. Yeah. yeah, that's a perfect description. It's a rat squirrel. What? That's what it probably says on Wikipedia. Rat squirrel thing. <laughs> Do you know what? I think all my life when people have said the word chinchilla, I've thought of a chihuahua. That's terrible. That. Oh. Must have led to some really embarrassing mishaps. Oh, that's quite adorable. I'll go for the chinchilla. Hudu Guerrero, a constant source of entertainment, so it's got to be the juice being loose, especially in Australia. Why Ch- does Bum- sorry? Why does Bumblebee Man on the Simpsons have a chihuahua with him at all times? I would have never known that. Anyway, it's funny, sorry, it's a funny dog. Yeah, it's a funny dog. Yeah, and he goes. So he gets bitten by it. He goes, "Hey, chihuahua!" Oh yes, of course. How anyway, are you ready for this one? So yeah. I'm not. Jeff Jarrett or a pig. I'll go for the pig because at least I've got a chance of winning at something. I'll go for Jeff Jarrett because uh, we've been around him at one or two events and he seemed like no bother, actually. He seemed like no bother. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett, post-recovery, lovely man, very nice to me, and took a photo with me, Pachidi, and Ollie Davis and the rest, which was nice. And eh? a pig has I never missed done this. that. Sorry? It was at the world-famous... Wrestling Media Con in Manchester, 2018. Well, me and Ross weren't in this picture. Or was Ross? Were you there? I was doing a straight to hell at the time of the picture, I do believe. Where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Probably at the bar, unfortunately. That was a very drunken day. Yeah. A pig has never done that, so that's why I picked double J. Chuck Palumbo or a Portuguese water dog? Now, is this supposed to resemble the wrestler to some degree? (laughs) Jeff Chad doesn't, like, doesn't look like a pig. I was going to say, yeah, the pig, the pig doesn't work, but the the water dogs have big curly hair. Oh, that looks lovely, though. They're like t- walking t- hedges. T- t- turn your computer around, Jack. I can't picture a, a, One sec. a Portuguese. Don't, don't show us that bloody Denmark pig again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get the picture bigger. Oh, God. Uh, where are we? There. Oh, yes, that's luxurious. That. Oh, that oh, uh, hang on, why is its arse just been shaven? What about the rest know. of it? Is that the style? Is it? Is that in vogue for the the Portuguese water dog? <laughs> it's it's a loading bar. <laughs> <laughs> but that over Chuck Palumbo any day. That must be some kind of like Crufts one or something. But yeah, um, I'm gonna go for Chuck Palumbo because as lovely as that dog looks, it would make my face explode. Unfortunately, uh, uh, they're very similar. <laughs> like, you know what Portuguese water dog? Because I'll probably get more fun from that than Chuck Palumbo. Uh, Sean O'Hare. Or a Norwegian forest cat? Sean O'Hare. I like cats. I'll go for the cat. A quick Google. There's something oh, they about, look like pretty nice cats in fairness. There's something about the hard-earned affection of a cat that's just so rewarding once you've gained its trust and everything. Fantastic. I know there's cat people and dog people and cat people are often seen as stupid for preferring cats, but I just I just like them more. Yeah, you tell him, Jack. Uh, I'm picking Sean O'Hare. Uh, Johnny the Bull or Sphinx? The Sphinx oh, a mythical creature? Yeah, no, what? Sphinx is a lovely animal. Oh, those that... Oh, God. It's a, oh, it's a, a big God. cat, isn't it? I regret it's, Googling that. It's like a hairless one, isn't it? Is it? Yes, yeah. there it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. the hairless ones. Oh, no, dear. No, <laughs> no, I can't be doing that. <laughs> oh. Johnny the Bull all day long. Leg yeah. drops off the top rope and everything. Johnny the Bull. And I've also been uh, been researching the history of the Mafia recently in my spare time, and it's been Ooh. really interesting. 
just thought I'd mention that while the full-blooded Italians were mentioned. But I'm going for the I'm going for Johnny the Bull. Uh, Johnny the Bull because the Sphinx never broke its ass for leaving a leg drop to Terry Funk. <coughs> Quee wee. Oh, we're really going out now, the late later day WCW. I think these were people who were at this person's event, maybe. Maybe. Or is it yeah. just their favourite WCW? Well, we know we're hit. We're not dredging the bottle of the barrel or anything like that, but Quee wee is a question. Or an ugly chihuahua. The little Kwee-wee. mouse things. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Dad. Quee wee all day. Uh, yeah, Quee wee. I love chihuahuas, me. They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. Mm. Looks silly. DDP <laughs> or a st- standard poodle? A standard poodle. Um, yeah, the poodle for me, um, I feel like I just always, I've always had this feeling that DDP would despise me, really not like me, because I'm a bit lazy, and I think he would hate that. I bet he would rub his hands if he ever saw me. Get me into the accountability crib and straighten my arse out completely. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, By the way, if he sees this, I would love to. I would love to do that when the pandemic's over. (laughs) Have you done any of the yoga? I did a bit of it. It's it's an amazing thing, like how you just stand still and tense up basically, and that gets your heart Mm. going. It's an amazing concept. Now I really like doing it. A few years ago, I stopped doing it. I forgot why. But it's really discerning because you're doing it, and he's like, "It's easy. Inhale and go into broken table." And you're like, "Okay." And it's it's easy, and you're like shaking like that because your body's not used to doing it. And you look up, and there's DDP, Leatherface, fifty years old, <laughs> grinning with those big teeth that he paid for, with that face that says, "Yeah, I can do this." It's it. <laughs> I got with Kimberly Page. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That pose he does, though, when he gets on his forearms and goes up in the air like that, his mm. feet. Oh, my God. How like the Adam hell Pichitti. he does Pachitti. esque Oh, no, nah, it's a different level what Pachitti does. Pachitti does a bog standard handstand, which I'm not downplaying by any stretch no. of imagination. I am. I think, I think it's he... a lie. <laughs> it's CGI. What, what yeah. is a lie is him saying he can lift out the dogs. That's a load of crap. What's that about? I don't understand. What, what, what gets me, by the way, I don't know what the oh. context is, but I flicked on a stream the other day and he's going, lead, yeah. lead. Yeah, why is that? Because I also flicked on a stream and he didn't know I was watching and he was also getting everyone to... When you were watching, did you find that everyone was doing it Without him even asking. And he was going, oh, guys, yeah. No, no, no. No, no. He he went, leader, leader. And then the chat started going, leader. Yeah. What's this about then? What's he doing? Someone can explain that to me, please, without having to watch all the streams. Coldaholic's not an actual cult. No. He's hooked. He's hooked on that bit of the brain that loves Twitch. Oh, 100% he is. Absolutely. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, Great a monster. He's going to start saying poggers and pogchamp and all that. Imagine he left. <laughs> Just up sticks and started his own Twitch. Imagine. I can see it. I can actually see it. Pachiti Holic. <laughs> well, I never leave Twitch. Now, leader, leader. What, is the, what is the leader thing about? I don't know. Okay. It's not as if we talk to him or anything like that, our boss. Uh, anyway, I'll continue this amazing Reese's Pieces and stop slagging off. Hey, Matthew, that's head. both ways. He doesn't. He doesn't explain these jokes to us on Twitch. He's got his own little Twitch. Well, no, yeah. we didn't even. Oh, know yeah, he, you're right. We, did, we didn't even. Community. We didn't even know he cracked a rib. I'm going to say this in public. Oh, I wish oh I, no, no, no. I wish I knew he cracked a rib because he wouldn't have been working that stream. 
to be honest with you. And I don't like I don't yeah. like seeing I don't no, I don't like seeing him in pain on the stream when he shouldn't be working. If he let us know about these things, it would help him. But, yeah, he made us look a, I mean a, a, we looked a bit callous there. I hope nobody thought that we didn't right. offer to yeah. help because we if do he, offer we do offer to help. We do. Yeah, if he t- yeah. if he told us these things and kept us in the loop would uh, would help him out a bit, but he never does. So <laughs> You know what? If the people watching this are also a big fan of Pachiti's uh, Twitch leader streams why don't you leave a message in the comments that we all miss him and we all hope he's doing all right? Well, we can't see it. We can't see him in person anyway at the minute. So it's kind yeah. of hard to gauge what, what is this leader thing though as well? What's that? He's the leader of the gang. He is. <laughs> Shannon Moore or a Pomeranian? <laughs> Shannon Moore. Um, the Pomeranian, I'd rather, even though I'm allergic to dogs, and a lot of these are dog breeds, I would rather hang out with one than most wrestlers, I think. Yeah, can you stop talking the table, please, Jack? I'm sorry, I didn't and, uh, realise I was doing that. It's okay. Yeah, Pomeranians look amazing. And I guess Sean Moore does as well, but push comes to shove, way. Pomeranian's winning. Evan Courageous, bloody hell, or a Hungarian pulley? What's a Hungarian pulley? No one knows what that is. Hungarian pulley, I've got no idea either. And what's an Evan Courageous? I'm joking. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Evan Courageous because even though I didn't go for Shannon Moore, I feel like three. Oh, count oh, because he's right. I've had a look at it. It's because it's got the the dreadlock. Yeah. Three, three count needs some representation. Evan, wow, that is Evan Courageous does look like a Hungarian pulley though, or pulley. I I don't agree with Jeff Jarrett and a pig, but the rest of these have been pretty accurate in terms of what, if, <laughs> yeah, if this wrestler was an animal, what animal would it be? That is actually impressive. Yeah, Evan Courageous. I remember Raven in a show once. I think the Wrestling Observer, he went, yeah, Evan Courageous, or as we called him, the Lex Luger of the Cruiserweights. <laughs> Why? Because he was crap. Uh, oh. According to Raven, you know, he's, he's trustworthy. Uh, continuing this amazing podcast, Sugar Shane Helms or a Lurcher? Oh, a Lurcher. Are they the boxer crossbreed, greyhound crossbreeds? It's a big, like, greyhound thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a greyhound and a boxer mixed together. Is it? I already know. I already know this because that was my dad's childhood dog, apparently called Dino, oh. and it was a lurcher. Um, I will. Oh, it's actually a sighthound mated with another dog type, so it can just be any. It's various different lurchers. Uh, I'll go for Sugar Shane Helms though, because yeah. uh, love the hurricane. Lurchers just are like hairy greyhounds or hairier, if you guess. Slightly uh. like slightly harder looking greyhounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sugar Shane Helms, who I pick. <laughs> and finally, Hulk Hogan, or oh, sorry, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, beg your pardon, or a tortoise? <laughs> Hollywood um, Hogan. <laughs> I like tortoises, actually. I reckon they're all right. I'll go for tortoise. Apparently the smell. Oh, right. Well, right. Uh, does Hulk Hogan? Maybe. I'll Hogan. Go for the to- nah, Hogan's to- got to smell nice, surely. Yeah, but I'm going for tortoises still. Well, they're both hard to get in the back for three seconds. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got. Uh, a tortoise. Come on, pick that one. What a day. Hope you are all staying safe and healthy. Laura, for that uh, lovely story slash diatribe slash confession. Oh, P.S. Jack, thanks for effing up my Friday night routine of watching wrestlers of the week and then the podcast. Get off on ruining people's evenings, eh? Thanks, Laura. <laughs> wow, Laura, Laura laughs there. And if you have any to send our way, 
if you've puked, if you've met Vampiro, if you've come bit by a cat, whatever. That's all in the same one. That was all the same story. What a variety pack that was. Please, please, please send it to Call the Holic. Nah, you bollock. (laughs) Send it to Adam Pachidi, the leader at calltheholic.com. Sod off. Send it to mailbag at calltheholic.com. I'll do that as as well. It's Cultaholics. What a nice podcast. Ooh, and a nice podcast. This big question brought to you by our sponsors. Uh, called the ho- I've still got the sticker on. Take the sticker off your truck. <laughs> <laughs> it blended in. It's the same bloody colour as the logo. Oh, God, anyway. Anyway, take out my extra large jacket. Uh, the Cultaholic Shop does have these lovely things that I don't think we shill enough. That's why I'm wearing these. Um, could be warm in the winter. They got me... A- Pachini sent me a beanie. A Cultaholic beanie. Oh, I'm assuming he thought, well, he wears hats. He'll wear this on video, and yeah. it's too small for my massive head, <laughs> so I can't. No. <laughs> I've got a huge head. I don't know what to say. I, got, I might try and stretch it a bit so I can wear it. It's but a yeah, big it was... brain. Thank you. Cheers. That massive ego. So <laughs> that big. I'm joking. The big question. It's January. It's wrestling. What else are we talking about? What is, in your opinion? The best Royal Rumble match. I can't believe we've never time. done this. I can't believe we've never I used this. I can't believe you've done this. Okay. I mean, there's some obvious ones. I'll, I'll get the ball rolling. 1992. Ric Flair comes out third. Bobby Heenan, his manager, picking him up the entire time. I think it's a two man performance that entire time, not just Flair, not just the star power that's happening in the match as well with Sid Vicious, Hogan, and the rest, but also Bobby Heenan. The entire match, bigging him up. Amazing moments. Like Piper saving Flair from getting eliminated. And Heenan going, oh, thank you, Piper. I've always liked you. It's a kilt, not a skirt. It's a kilt, not a skirt. <laughs> and Piper turned around and punching Flair and goes, oh, I've never liked you, Piper. It's a skirt, not a kilt. It's a skirt, not a kilt. Amazing. But I think most old people would say that. What do some of the young'uns think? Ross. The young'uns? Um... Yeah, 2001 is another one that sticks out in the mind straight away to me. I don't think I'd go through that. Fantastic stuff. And I've got to shout out last year's. I thought last year's was fantastic. Yeah. I love the story-driven nature of last year's. Now Lesnar was conquering everybody. And who could stop him? And then we built a brand new star in Drew McIntyre, like a bona fide star. Um, Yeah, I just thought last year's was great. I'll throw in the ring. Um... 2010 is my favourite one. I know it's not generally considered to be top, top tier, like 2001 and 1992, but it's my favourite because it's got various elements. CM Punk cutting a promo, Shawn Michaels and his whole story and getting eliminated while he's trying to cling on to the ropes and face The Undertaker. And uh, what was the other thing? Edge. Edge making a surprise appearance, which was another reason that Ross's shout of last year's was really good as well. In fact, last year's was probably the best surprise appearance at a Rumble ever that I can think of with Edge. That was fantastic. I'll also throw in the one that Nakamura won. Was it 2018? 2018, yeah. That was a really good one. Not Nothing like overly memorable in terms of all of Rumble history, but it was just a really good Rumble, I thought. Really solid stuff. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, 2018 deserves a lot of love. Because it Great. came down to what? Reigns, Cena, Nakamura and... Bala? That's right. Because yeah. you had the old versus the new face-off with the last six of them as well, yeah. yeah. 
And that deafening crowd going, go on, please, God, someone new win. And then Nakamura did. It was like, yes, Nakamura's going to have nothing but a successful career now in WWE. <laughs> oh, well. But yeah. yeah, hell of a rumble. And surprisingly, though, 2010 does have a great rep. 2010 is often put in that is top it? tier. Sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. What a rumble. Shawn Michaels, I just need to win the rumble. Uh, I need Punk to as do well. It. Punk's run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beth. Entering Beth Phoenix, although she she eliminated Greg Collie by kissing him over the top rope, which isn't the best. Hey, whatever works, man. <laughs> yeah, because then on commentary, Matt Stryker goes, "Never trust a woman." He just leaves it there. <laughs> that's the whole sentence. Wow, well, that's trust- something Matt Stryker would say. <laughs> Never. Oh, there's a bit of news. He's going to be the Impact commentator. Happy days are here again. Sorry. Hey, no, what I, I learned today. Um, Matt, Str- uh, not Matt Stryker. Sorry, Josh Matthews has a T-shirt. And that T-shirt is a goat's head with a commentary headset on. Because he's the greatest commentator the of all time. <laughs> he's the goat. Oh. I don't mm. think Josh Matthews is as bad as people say when he has someone like a Don Callis. Now that John, Josh Matthews is like the veteran commentator with... Um, what's her name? Madison Rain. Madison <laughs> Rain. It's, yeah, it's it's the, the bland leading the bland, quite frankly, so... With, what's her name? <laughs> I, I was going to say which one is it. Was it her or the other one? Yeah, there's a, I always mix up her Angelina Love and Velvet Sky. Do you? Yeah. Well, no, I have to think about it. I have to think twice. Velvet yeah. Sky is the the one who used to the camera used to go right up her ass, which was a bit weird. I didn't need I didn't need a phrase like that. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, she had a col- colonoscopy. She's also the one who's still with. Is she with Bully Ray? I think so. Yeah. Are they probably like? Are they? Mar- they might even be married. I don't know. Yeah. Angelina Love was their leader, and Madison Rain was in the Mayon Classic recently. She's a killer queen. She's a killer queen, right? What a female. With Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I get the two mixed up because, uh, well, they've all blocked me on Twitter, so. Uh, <laughs> from that vantage point, they all look the same to me. Uh, yeah, those are some good ones. Uh, 2000 wasn't necessarily a great Rumble match, but the first bit with Rikishi. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, like, okay, this guy's getting a real big push now. Crowd was in a weird dancing, super kicking everybody. That was a fantastic bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, 2004 is really good, which is a shame. Yeah. But then 2008, I think, deserves a mention as well because oh, yeah, yeah. in 2007, we just ended with Sean and Taker. And then 2008 starts with Sean and Taker. And it's also got Big John's big return, which was a genuine surprise at the time. No one actually knew. So that's really good. Going through the rest of their head, and it's just like, nah, nah. Well, 09, only Orton had a chance of winning. That was very good. Only Logan had a chance of winning. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine yeah. if Orton won the Rumble. <laughs> yeah. I'd love it. Um, finger oh, someone uh, over the top rope. That way, Cal. It's just carry on Colaholic now, isn't it? Yeah. I like 1990. I remember going back and watching oh, some of the old, yeah. some of the older ones for when we were doing the big ranking list of all of them, and I remember not really enjoying one until because the first two are a bit, yeah. But then 1990 is the first one where they properly started incorporating stories, and I think is that the one with the big Hogan and Warrior stare down as well. Yeah, that's a good one. Of the women's rumbles of so far, uh, I think I liked the first one the best, and then the two in quality because. He's put less effort into them. Yeah. Because last year they went, Are you having one? And it was only when they went, oh, Of course, at the Rumble, we'll have a women's Rumble. You're like, Really? There's, there's been Charlotte Flair doing promos and nothing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I see how this goes. 
Yeah. The first the one. The first one. Yeah. The first one was cool. Um, the finish of the second one was good with Finley and Becky Lynch, and he's going like, "Go on, off you go." Pull well, last on. year's Shayna should have won last year's. Yes. Yes. I think that's covered all the ground of the really, really good rumbles. But guess what? It's not just the really, really good rumbles that I could be watching here at Call the Holic, but all of them. The bad ones, the good ones, and the oh, oh god, god I, I forgot Isn't about that. that? Right? Yeah. And when will that be happening, Ross? A week tomorrow, the 20... What the hell's the date? Let me get the date, everybody. Uh, the 23rd, Saturday the 23rd, kicking off at 1pm GMT until uh, Adam inevitably changes his mind. <laughs> but that's what's sat here now. Um, it's 1pm on Saturday the 23rd, GMT. Uh, I've got the timetable here, actually. We'll be kicking things off with Adam and Owen zooming each other, and then it'll be me and Owen for a bit, and then me on my own, and then let's check 12 whole Adams, 12, 12 whole hours of Adam on his own. Because, oh, of course, yeah. Of course, I like leader, 12 whole Adams. Leader, leader. And then I'll pick up again, and then it'll be me and Owen to round things off, because obviously we lost Survivor Series as a as team, whatever we were called back you then. You were Team Owen. Team Owen. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, I came up with this punishment idea, thinking that, by the time Rumble season actually came round, we'd be able to do it in person again. But it'll still be fun. Yeah, it'll be all right. We'll try and make it work over Zoom. We were going to do it on the couch together, but opposite ends of our really long grey couch, but obviously we can't do that anymore because of the the new restrictions. Yeah. Only the sidemen can get away with that sort of stuff. Uh, we have to do the rules. <laughs> I think a lot of the sidemen... No, they don't even live together, do they? They're just rich. <laughs> they just do yeah, what they want. I, I saw it. Apparently it's okay because they're working. Or something, Bollocks. but yeah, That's how a lot of uh, YouTubers and Instagram models and that have been going over to Dubai because it's part of their influencer work. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. I don't know, I'll just play it safe. I think we're doing it right, to be honest with you. That's right. I'm envious too. Uh, but you <laughs> I'd know love what? to go to Dubai right now. <laughs> I'd love that too. I have to say, though, despite everything, at least we have the ability to do this. Meet up once a week. Yep. Talk complete twaddle about TV shows we've watched and not watched, cats, dogs, puking, vomiting, pooing, <laughs> all the things we need to keep ourselves sane in the year of our Lord 2021. We all thank you very much for listening and enduring the Cultolic Wrestling Podcast. Ross, you just plugged the Rumble uh, Marathon. What a marathon it is. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? I've got bugger all at the minute. I'm going to shoot a tier list with somebody um, about surprise returns at the Rumbles soon so that'll be on the channel maybe next weekend i don't know i've got nothing really got out diddly squat diddly squat from you and what's it from jack uh the football manager stream is going quite well everyone seems to be enjoying it every wednesday at 6 p.m gmt on switch and i'd just like to say that i looking back was it laura or lauren who sent in the very long Reese's pieces email laura i feel like in a roundabout way, she's saying that she misses wrestlers of the week, but it came across quite aggressive. So I'd just like mm. to say thank you, in a way, and I didn't mean to look so aghast when you said when you read out what you'd said about me. So there we go. I've had a bit of time to think about that there. I should just say, last <clears> week <throat> on this very podcast, I said I was going to start doing FIFA streams, but we got round to last Friday, and Adam, ironically, messaged me going, <laughs> Ross, uh, it's really icy around the office. You should probably just work from home for the day. And I was like, well... <laughs> Yeah, I'll do that, Adam. That's fair enough. <laughs> Before he fell and cracked a rib. Oh, but God. This, this week, we I have no... I hope he's no... all right, man. I hope I he's know. all right. I know, but uh, we have no snow scheduled for Newcastle upon Tyne, so I'll be streaming FIFA. 
to, tonight as the podcast goes right. live. I went on a mad walk when it was still icy one night at like midnight because I just needed to get out of the house. I was so bored and it was terrifying. I'd nearly stacked it so many times and I had wellies on as well. And do you know which part of town I found the scariest? Do you want to guess just to close the podcast? Heaton. I went from, no, I went round. I started off at like, I crossed the bridge at Manors, went down Grey Street, along the quayside, up past the train station, round the city wall, Along Chinatown, back to Monument, across the bridge. Can you guess which part was the scariest part? The Central bridge. Station. Pink Lane. Pink oh, Lane. Pink Lane, yeah. That bit is absolute... That bit of town where the old War Culture Office used to be, at night time, I was absolutely crapping my pants. It was so terrifying. Especially because you can't hear a night out going on. It's just totally dead now because of the lockdown. I thought I was going to get stabbed. It was really scary. I've never been so scared to be in the middle of Newcastle before. Nice little story there. <laughs> Sorry. Nice little story on the podcast there. You're right. It could be worse. The only thing worse than lockdown is being outside in the scary world. Don't worry. <laughs> Retreat here with Cultaholic HQ with us. Don't skid on the ice or get stabbed by someone in Pink Lane. Just stay here. Mate, go to patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic and donate to the Hall of Fame. Send us stuff at mailbag at Cultaholic.com. Don't go outside. Watch us on Twitch. Don't go pink lane. Don't exercise. Don't go to pink lane. <laughs> Don't go and get a Mackie D's and get fined or whatever the bloody hell that story was about. I was going to say that the coppers not stop you for taking such a long walk. Well, I don't know. There's no one about. It's like 1am. <laughs> no coppers at all? Yeah. I was like, there's nothing's open. There was, there's no there crime. Was, they went home. There was a couple of police cars who went past, but clearly they decided this lad clinging onto the railing so he doesn't fall over probably isn't going to cause any trouble. Um, and I didn't see... I, I probably passed like... At a distance, I probably passed like three people in the whole trip. So, yeah. Thanks for thanks for getting me in trouble there, Rob. Well, no, just you read about these the, those two lasses, wasn't it? They went five miles in their car to, to go for a walk in the middle of nature and they got uh, fined. And then there was, I was watching Good Morning Britain this morning. Sorry it's to make the podcast even longer. But there was two, uh, an elderly couple went to visit one of their, their parents in a, a care home. Hmm. Seven, seven miles away the care home was, they got stopped and fined. Wow. My walk was probably about three miles, four, and no, didn't get stopped. Bloody hell. But now I'm scared to do it again. I know. I don't know where the line is. What's the line between an hour's exercise and going too far away from home on a walk before you get fined? Yeah, mine took slightly longer than an hour, but not much longer. So Well, it sounds like you should have been fined. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out of the house once this week and was once last week as well. There's nothing's open. No one wants to hang out, and it's snowing. So uh. that's me. That's Ross. That's Jack. Sod off. Please put your hands towards the thing. And after the count of three, one, two, three. Join, Join us. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. 
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 